Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Officially, the official podcast at Denver Comic Con. I am Ryan. You thought I wasn't going to be on this week, but my wife did not push out a child yet. Making his long-awaited return is James. James, what's up? Not much. I'm good. You're it was only one week. It was one week. You're wearing a blue shirt. Looks nice. Uh, thank you. I. That's I, a color you can see. Yes. Yeah, I can see this color just fine. No, uh, no problem. We also have, as always, Brad. Brad, how's it going? Hey, guys. Wow, he just got like two mics in his face. That's right. Nice. <laughs> I like to double team things. Ew. Thanks, Brad. Welcome back, as that always. Good guy. Good seeing you. Didn't need that. Uh, Randy making another third appearance. The hat trick. Yay. The hat trick. Going? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. You don't look for work for Wayland, do you? Fucking cut him open. If milk pours out, <laughs> get rid of him. <laughs> oh, man. And making his long-awaited return, Mr. Zach Eastman. Zach, hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. We we went and saw black and white boobs. It was awesome. I want to rub your head. You do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I shaved my head. How often do you get that? Uh, I, I get it a lot. Yeah. Especially, Especially when he's in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hooker joke, guys. Yeah. That was a hooker joke. <laughs> Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we all saw Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Uh, the awaited sequel. Nine years, man. Can you believe Sin City came out nine years ago? I could almost no. tell that Jessica Alba was older. Almost. <laughs> she looks exactly the same like through her whole film career. Yeah. It was just in the flashback. I was like, oh, she does look a little But she'll, she'll always have a job as long as Robert Rodriguez still makes movies. Oh, that's oh. unfair. Her children are going to be so proud of this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's so much more talented than that. Um, I also saw The Monster Squad on the big screen. Now, who here has seen The Monster Squad? I have. So... Two people here are cool. Um, <laughs> I've seen Into the Blue, and I'm long awaiting a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. No? Anyway, so <laughs> it was at the Alamo, and what was really awesome is they had the the star of it, Andre Gower, was there. And uh, Brad, you knew these guys who, who was wearing the Wolfman, Kick Wolfman in the Nard shirt. Who was the guy who was wearing that? Uh, was Matt Willicks? It was Matt Willicks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys know him? Yeah. He's a fucking annoying as shit. What? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Uh, so, yeah, I want you to name drop him because Shut I'm going to tell you what you don't, shouldn't do at movies. And I'll tell you what's awesome about the Alamo Draft House. So, uh, the movie starts and him and his friend Duncan, the reason I know his friend's name is Duncan is because Duncan Rager is the name of Dracula in The Monster Squad. You're like, oh my God, that's like your name. And they were talking really loud. So I wrote on it. I said, can you please ask the guys next to me to be quiet? And I put it up. And my server is this cute little girl. And she runs by and she looks at it. And she gives me the thumbs up. 
She comes up and she's walking around. I'm like, ah, oh, she's gonna go, not gonna do it. And then they start talking again. She comes back in the aisle and she's like, "You guys, you don't talk during the movies here." And she just kept on going. This was wasn't like, our friend Matt Willicks. <laughs> I was like, nice. Yeah, it was because you guys talked to him before. So, oh. wow. So I'm calling him out because don't talk during <laughs> fucking movies, dude. Ooh. I don't care if you've seen it a hundred times. And what was awesome is the our waitress. I forget her name, and it, I can't believe I forgot it. Was but it Kendall. Um, no, oh. no, she was, I like Kendall. she had, uh, glasses and had, uh, a braids in her hair Yeah, and she was really little and how she just came around like a fucking panther and <laughs> she came <laughs> and she, got, she said, you guys are not allowed to talk Come during movies. Shit. She just stalked them. She did. Yeah. And as soon as she said it, they just shut up. Good. They didn't say a word for the like rest of the movie. Do they know, do they know it was you that called them out? No. Huh. Well, well, the first time I'll, I'll tell well, you. Well, they did because after the movie you stood up and went, Motherfuckers, shut up! Well, they, they should have because I was nice the first time because they yeah. were talking and when I told you that Duncan part. I said, guys, please, come on. Uh-huh. And then they kept on going. So I put up the thing and she went around and came back around and told him to shut up. It was awesome. Was Cougar uh, sitting with him talking? No, I didn't see. Was oh. Cougar there? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this might not be the same group of people. Uh, No, it was. Who else was wearing? No, you guys were talking to him before. Oh, wait, maybe it was... um. Was it? Did he have the Monster Squad DVD with him? Yes. Oh, that's that's extra cool. It's <laughs> not Matt. That's not Matt. That's not Matt. No, no. sorry. Is yeah. this skinny guy, kind of shaved head. No. Oh, maybe it's not him either. I don't know. Hmm. Who's this mystery person? I don't know you Ryan guys. Are, you guys are talking to him before. Ryan, because... are you yelling at ghosts in the Alamo Theater? No, I didn't <laughs> yell at anybody. Freaking, my <laughs> server did, and it was amazing. That's awesome. I'm glad they're actually enforcing that because every time I've written, something I know because you know, I was afraid of that, and I put it on, and she just kind of bounced. I was like, "Oh fuck!" But I didn't know she went around and waited for them to say one more thing, and she yeah. was like a fucking panther, like yeah. ready to strike. Yeah. So it was, it's a great moment in my Alamo Denver career. But how was the Q and A? Uh, the Q and A was lots of fun. Um, he was pretty funny in it. And I met him after the show, and he was really cool. Uh, you can see our picture on Twitter. And, um, <laughs> Who is he? I already said Andre Gower. Did you? Yeah. Andre Gower from, from the Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People don't listen to me. I was listening. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No. But uh, I'll talk about the Monster Squad when we talk about what we've been watching. Because um, we also talk about movies we've been watching, comic books, um, movie news, releases, Box office numbers, all that jazz. Fan mail. We don't have any. Uh, We do have, you guys need to respond to Cora. Cora's going to be here September 12th through the 14th, and she wants to be on the show. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that you won't be here. So I won't be here. Um, I'm going to disappoint all my fans. This is is for sure going to be my last show for a little bit. Not not only are we definitely going to get her on the show, but we'll have to find a way to, like... That's Tusk Week. It is. That's Tusk no, Week. No, it's the nineteenth. Is the Tusk? Is is the Tusk? The nineteenth is Tusk. Is tusk so. Right, but what twelfth through the fourteenth? She said. Mm-hmm. Is like not a Friday. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, fourteenth is a Monday. You're right. This is really wonderful. Well, we'll find a way. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. have to be a Friday. We hey, hey. Doing the show on nature Friday. finds a way. <laughs> yes. Nature finds a way. We will go see Jurassic Park. Um. So yeah, I'm sorry, fans. I won't be around. I'll be around on Twitter. And maybe on the website. Oh, no, I don't know how much time this fucking kid's going to take up. So Seriously. Uh, I'm going to say at least 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. But I've already dropped hints. There is 
a movie that's going to be coming out in a little over a month, mm-hmm. and it's going to—it's very obvious when my return's going to be. Very obvious. If anybody who's a fan of this show, you'll know when I return. Uh, the Impossible Machine. No. As above, as below. Yes, that's. <laughs> that's I think that's next week. Um, you, you mean? Yeah, the, I had the kid, but I had to come right? back for this. Uh, the one. Hunger Games <laughs> is in November, so I'll be back before then, guys. But I don't want to spoil it on the show. But if you've if you've listened to it and you're a fan of me, is there anybody out there? Then you'll know when I'm coming back. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice is correct. Okay. So January, everyone. January. Do they really I get to delay host that the to show January? for three months? Sweet. Uh, I think the wide release is January. It's yeah. January. Oh, that's right. They're doing a little run. Um, but yeah, Zach will be taking over. Zach, yeah. thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks, I, Anything I, I, for the man in the Gordon Ramsay hat. Thank well, it's you. Not no, this is, this is Telluride Horror Show. This is a different one today. This week, it's Telluride Horror Show. Ooh, nice. It's got that same color that you always like, the brighter orange. Exactly. What do you, like a freaking, like, cool o- OJ? Or no, something? actually, I always pick weird colored hats. Because when we were at Telluride, this was the hat they had, like, five of. And everybody's rocking, like, the black and white one. I'm, like, I'm going to get the weird looking one. Because I want You're to gonna get different. the one that makes you look like Tucker or Dale. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Which one's the fat one, Dale? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't a comment on your size, right? <laughs> Why um, would you insinuate? Your mom always comments on my size. Oh, <laughs> dick joke! Wow, you'd really go near that. That's your loss. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> I'm so telling your mom. Mom, uh, sorry. <laughs> But it's uh, it's fun. Welcome. I'm glad everybody's here. Yeah, yeah it'll be a fun last show well, for a little bit. I, th- mm. I think we'll be able to make it through your absence. We'll, I think you we'll guys will be fine. Yeah. I think you guys will be fine. I'll probably send you some fan mail. Yeah. Hopefully, I can sneak out and see. Oh wait, there's absolutely no movies coming out. I know. I know seriously, like, <laughs> oh. I, I was thinking you guys should go they, see Boyhood you know why? next week. They, they lifted the Green Inferno from its release. Yeah. yeah. So now the so now so, September 5th has nothing. I, it was um, funny. I was reading. Uh, I wasn't going to go see the Green Inferno. Yes, you were. Uh, no, I fucking wasn't. <laughs> I was reading the uh, release calendar <laughs> for on Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, and in in like th- four weeks, there's like five new movies coming out. Why don't one just move up? Yeah. And then you'll make more money, but what the fuck do I know? It, it's 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 a weird numbers well, game. Like I said, like Green Inferno was going to be like that big little horror release, yeah. and now it's gone. Well, so. and then we we were looking through the list earlier before the movie started tonight, and like they also have Big Hero Six and Interstellar coming out the same week. Which yes, they're two different audiences, but still, like there's nothing going on right now. Also, and you know I what Captain see... America proved? People will see a movie if it's good. Yep. Yeah, and I want to see both of those movies right now. So that's the other bias here is that I'd rather they be in September than Really? December. You want to see a Matthew McConaughey movie? That's um, so weird about space. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that's so weird. Matthew McConaughey might be in the news this week. Well, you think that movie will be all right, all right, all right? <laughs> I think it'll be better than that. Okay. Is it going to be better than <laughs> Fool's Gold? Uh, yes. Every better better than a, failure to launch. The room is Every better than fool's gold. <laughs> Be, better than Sahara. At least, at least I like Sahara. <laughs> You're the <Why>? one. <laughs> yeah. You're the three um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unfair. I seriously don't get it, guys. I don't get why no one likes Sahara. <laughs> now Sahara's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Will I ever own it? Probably not. At least, at least during his dark time. In do you own it on career, VHS, Randy, or do you he, own it? He was. He's even able to take it with stride. <laughs> No, no, at least during his dark time in his acting career, he wasn't doing heroin. Yeah. Oh, he's Ooh. calling you out on R- yeah. RDJ. That's, that's, you going to take that? That's, that's true. <laughs> wow. That's true. 
But at least at least the heroin only hurt Robert Downey Jr. and didn't hurt everyone else like Fool's Gold did. Actually, you know you know what? <laughs> the, the good thing that came out of or Robert Downey Jr. Launch. doing coke, Ooh, by the way. That's even worse. Not heroin. It was coke. Oh, dude, he did heroin too. Uh, is he got kicked off Ally McBeal, and I think we're all winners because of that. <laughs> I think that's right. Ally McBeal got kicked off of Ally McBeal. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, the show's kind of snappy. David E. Kelly set himself on fire. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to just sit down and watch the Robert Downey Jr. episodes. And I got to like three of them. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Only 20 more to go. <laughs> How then, do you survive? And Well, the problem is, is he was a guest character. So I watched three of them. And oh, it's pretty fun. You know, he's having fun. And then. I started watching another one. I was like, where the fuck is Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't in that episode. Oh, boy. If I paid attention to the credits, you know, then I would yeah. know. But mm. yeah. IMDb's there for a reason. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I'm well, <laughs> and if he's in the starting credits, you just have to watch, like, the first five minutes and then be like, nope, fuck this one. I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He is. It's always, like, guest starring Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And But then you get caught up. You say, oh, that alley. She sure is sassy. <laughs> And there's a baby dancing. I don't know. Oh, that's God. all I know about that. Didn't that only series. happen once? Probably. All I know really? about it was common. Yeah. Oh man, the nineties were dumb. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, what should we do first, James? Speaking uh, of dancing babies, uh, you shall come out to the Oriental Theater on Tuesday. Oh fuck! You fucking yes. promotional bitch. <laughs> and see. Uh, oh, I have a promotion too. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm helping you out. Uh, August twenty sixth, seven p.m. Bring your films. 8 p.m., come watch films, and uh, less than 15 minutes, and you'll get to see uh, The Diary of Anya Frank. The Diary of Anya awesome. Frank. Yeah. Which I've heard really cool. a lot about over on the interwebs. Have you? Yes, I have. What have you heard? I've, I've seen a cover photo of it. Oh, that's it? That's yeah, not special. <laughs> but, it lo- but, yeah, but, I mean, like, it looks fun. It's your 48-hour film project. That's right. right? So there you go. Yeah, it got a honorable mention for audience uh, favorite. Right on. Um, so, yeah, a uh, chance to see it. Before uh, you know, it goes on the web. Yep, cool. Which is screen night, man. John of all trades is hosting. Yeah, John X, who was on the show last week, he'll be hosting. I caught that podcast and your guys' podcast too, so it was both. Both of them were fun. It was interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to both of us. Yeah. John of all trades. Um, John X. He is does a good a, show. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, if anyone has like you know wants to talk about their profession, what they do to him, he'd appreciate an interview. Um, yeah. It, Anything doesn't matter. I could talk about comics. You there you go, John. I you know what? We I, I could talk about. I could talk about your, talk about your mom, Brad. Would that be fine? What? I could talk you? about your mom. Would that be fine? Hey, uh, my mom's hey. on a trade. Hey, I like Brad's mom. Don't you talk about his mom? <laughs> yeah, I'll fight you outside. <laughs> With what? So, <laughs> I'll send you back to rehab. <laughs> What, too soon? soon? He's fine, you guys. Wow. Laughter's part of the healing. (laughs) Holy shit. It is. Ask Robin Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Cut me. (laughs) This podcast is so dark right now. Can't see me. Cut me. Uh, What are you promoting? Oh, so. I have a friend that I've known for a very long time, and he is a musician, and he messaged me on Facebook and wanted me to mention on our podcast, and he's going to come on when I come back from my baby batical. Um, oh, my gosh. Baby batical 2014. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his name is Matthew Rising, and he wrote a book that will appeal to some of our listeners. It's a young adult book. 
It's called the Chronicles of Sky of the Chronicles of Skyfire, the Rise of the Shadow Nation, and he he wrote it and he self published it. You can download it for your Kindle or for your Barnes and Noble Nook. Does anybody still have those? And <laughs> but that's great if someone still does because you can get yeah. his book on there. Uh, his name is Matthew Rising. It's the Chronicles of Skyfire, Rise of the Shadow Nation. Um, it's only six ninety nine on freaking Amazon. Oh hell yeah! I've already downloaded it. I started reading it. It's kind of a fun book. Cool. Um, and I've known this guy for years. In fact, um, he's my brother from another stepmother. My stepmom and his stepmom are sisters. If, <laughs> so, um, so you're not related in any way. <laughs> not at all. But yeah. it's still fun. Um, so it's really cool that he went out there. He wrote a book and he put it. You know, put it out there. Yeah. He, I remember him coming into my Qdoba and he was talking about how he was really excited about this book he was writing. And he said, oh, I'm going to publish it. And, you know, when sometimes people say, that, like, you know, whatever, dude, like, that's going to fucking happen. Like, you're going to publish your book. And then, sure enough, sent me a message that said, hey, go to Amazon, download my book, six ninety nine. You know what I think of your dreams? Yeah. <laughs> but you can also get it on iTunes as well, uh, or uh, Apple Books. I don't know what it's called. Oh, okay. Apple. I was gonna, like, did he read it to you? Uh, maybe. Uh, is, is what's the Apple Book thing? I don't even know what's called. I think called. it's called iBooks. Is it iBooks? iBooks, yeah. They're or no, not, it's like newsstand or something. It's on the newsstand, but it's like iBooks, yeah. i something. But yeah, anywhere you can get, basically you can get it anywhere you can download eBooks. So yeah. you should definitely check it out. Remember, it's Matthew Rising, The Chronicles of Skyfire, Rise of the Shadow Nation. Cool. So please check it out because then you'll be supporting somebody I know. I know a legitimate author. Just branching out, guys. Oh, yeah. Just, not, just, just that's what it takes for you to download like a book. Is you have to be related to them. What book have you written? Not published a couple of times. Not a, not a book. I don't have books. I'm waiting for a book from you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I know you wrote one, Brad. It sucks. Yeah, you never downloaded it. Thanks. Me and Brad go way back, so we argue like we're family. Aww. So I guess we're going to start with comic books. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I guess yeah. we are. Are we? Brandy, are we? you yeah. know about comics. I know a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a few years worth. Um, so, just so you know, Ryan, um, one of the things I actually bought because of you wow. was a reprint of Amazing Fantasy 15. No, yeah? Very first yeah. appearance of Spider-Man. Yep. So, right book. one of these days, <laughs> I might actually read that. Mm. It cost me like 25 cents, so I don't yeah. know if it's going to be worth the quarter or not. Well, you know, Spider-Man's story is only like 10 pages in it, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, I flipped through it, and first off, the artwork was really hideous. Yeah, so. Ditko really hit a stride around 12, I think? Yeah, yeah. But, oh... But yeah, so all of your Spider-Man stuff made me want to buy nice. it. So I'm like, I'll at least read that, and then I can tell you about it, and you can go, you want to try something else? And I'm going to go, nah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if that's, uh, it's a cool story, but it's so well known. I don't know if I'd recommend that to people right away. Right, it's it's basically the origin, right? Yeah, I'd always, I'd recommend stuff like Fearful Symmetry, which is the death of Craven. Um the Green Goblin's uh, death of him and Gwen Stacy. Right. Uh, I'd recommend stuff like that. When you go back real far, then he's like, you know, saving guys out of spaceships in yeah. the atmosphere somehow. But there's right. also things where he saves dudes from a spaceship and they turn into werewolves. So, you I mean. That's cool. Yeah. Man, wolf, leotard. Yeah. Those issues aren't bad. They're just no. like. No, I agree. They are, be they are best consumed in like a Marvel Essentials where you can mm -hmm. just like burn through oh, and yeah. be like, this is yeah. interesting. I know. I just got one today. Yeah. The John Romita Sr. Visionaries. Oh, yeah, nice. It was on sale at Mile High Comics. I was oh. bored, so I went to the one on Colfax or Wadsworth. 
It's there's no such thing as a sale there. It's no. yeah, I got it's a thirty dollar book. I got it for ten bucks. That's pretty good. I uh, heard an interesting story about Mile High Comics this week, actually, from Matt. Um, he was talking about he went to uh, go buy comics, and then Chuck pulled him aside and had him and a bunch of his buddies go downtown with him to sign some kind of like, um, uh, like vote on some kind of bill to like help some kind of civil rights thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuck said, "If you come down here with me, I'll uh, give you like a hundred bucks towards anything in the store, or something like sixty percent off, and then a hundred bucks mm-hmm. added to that." Yeah. And so they had to like ride downtown <laughs> with him and uh, fill out these forms. And then uh, when they came back to the store, like he gave me even more like stuff off. So, yeah. Hey, all right. Political favor. So you can get like good deals <laughs> in Mile High yeah, Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to go out of your way for it. Whole... Same thing. I don't know what it is. No. House of Cards is like realistic in so many other ways, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, do you have a what? What have you been reading lately that you're like really oh, excited about? Too much. I was actually reading like six or seven a day. Um, but I guess the one I like the most right now is uh, the spread. Have any of you guys heard that one yeah, yet? Yeah, I recommended no. that one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that one's good. Um, well, oh, what did I? Uh, the one that the last one I read today was uh, Sally. No, Sally of the Wasteland. Was that it? I think what so. Is that one. Um, it like it. It starts off. Really, like the the entire book, you still don't have any idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> like it's really weird. Um, it's kind of this post-apocalyptic sort of era. Um, this random woman walks into a bar trying to find a guy with a boat. Um, Sally is like the bar back with a shotgun. Funny enough, looks a whole lot like a double-barreled shotgun from I don't know Army of Darkness. <laughs> and she names it, and oh, it's just weird. Like she's a female version of Ash, I swear. Um, and it's some some form of piece of technology that she needs to get somewhere to make money, and she'll split it with everybody. And it gets to the end where they're they're finally on the boat, and they're finally going down the river. And all of this is in Louisiana, uh-huh. so you know swamp country and everything else. And the craziest thing is. The, the boat stops, and they're like, oh, I think we've run aground, or, or maybe we've hit the shallows. And the captain's like, no, I know this place like the back of my hand. There's no shallows or anything like that. And all of a sudden, these giant creatures come up from under the water, and they're a half-breed between uh, a crocodile and a crawdad. <laughs> <laughs> Only they're huge. <laughs> like, they're the size of a Buick. It's crazy. <laughs> Like and and they just start tearing everybody apart because they're just ripping them into into pieces. Because <laughs> they're furious that they're half crawdad. Apparently, I yeah, it's like it's crazy, but like I still want to see what in the world's going on at the end of this. <laughs> like I can't understand. It's like watching or reading Morning Glories. You yeah. have no idea why you want to keep reading, <laughs> right. but you do. Yeah. Thirty nothing, issues later, you're like, in what in the world break. just happened? Yeah. So yeah, like that one would be a good one. That one's kind of funny. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, I would bet that you can find that at Colorado Quince Cards and Comics. I'll sure guarantee you. Dude, can. you know what issue I saw there uh, when I was there last? He has Fantastic Four number one. It's the first really? time I've ever seen that comic. Really? Shit. Yeah, he only wants three grand for it. Uh, it's probably fair. Only? Yeah, only. Is it, in, is it in decent shape, though? Yeah, it's in great shape. Oh, okay. It, I'd, I'd say it's good to very good. Oh, that's yeah, okay. Uh, I can see I that. Mean, 
that's a seventy-five thousand dollar comic, right? Right. And you, he wants three grand for it. No, that's a great price. Yeah. yeah. You know what makes him great is he knows he has to move that stuff. Right. So, so he drops always, it at a decent enough so price. I mean, there's. Sit on it. I have Amazing Spider-Man ninety-seven. I know Spider-Man sliding down the side of a building, Green Goblin's there. It's a two hundred dollar comic, and in, I got it there, and it's very fine. And he wanted twenty-four dollars for it. So. Oh, that's not bad. Holy oh, crap. Great. That's a nice deal. Yeah, Dude. no, that's why you should go see Andrew at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. He'll hook you up. He always hooks you up. And you can also pick up Real Nerds Pod Show Season 1. There's only one copy left there, and you can pick it up there and buy it. I'm and see all these mind. hilarious bloopers. They're almost funnier than the show. Mm, I'd say funnier. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many to choose from. <laughs> They're funnier to me just because I know what was going on. Uh, cool. Cool. So what's next? Fuck you, James. I'm picking. Good. I'm just kidding. Zach, get in host mode. What are we doing yeah, next? I yeah, think most. we're going to do some real news, guys. Cool. Real, real news. It's real news. Uh, was it mentioned on the show last week about Lauren Bacall? No. No, it wasn't? Okay. Lauren Bacall died. Gosh, I'm going to have to pick up all the slides. James wasn't here, so we skipped on the deaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we only did the important one. Yeah, they waited until James week is when the only one here who enjoys people dying. They, they waited for a week when everyone died, and then we're like, oh, okay. James is <laughs> now we here. can do it. Uh, Lauren Bacall died, the star of Till Have and Have Not and a lot of other Bogart pictures. Yeah. And Mrs. Bogart yeah. in real life. So. Yeah. She's getting a nice old taste of Humphrey there. I can't yeah. remember her name. Uh, the The woman who... Was the like main woman from Texas Chainsaw passed away last week as well? I heard about that too. Um, that shocked me. Yeah. yeah, the one who was running around in yeah. short shorts the whole movie. Can't believe I can't remember her name either. I know. I remembered it when I love horror movies and I up. fucked up this time. <sighs> yep. You have, no, you have no respect for the for the real dead, yep. <laughs> but for the evil dead, <laughs> tons of. Um, so in other news, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right, what did he do this week? Uh, so they are, um, you know, they're trying to make a, a The Stand movie series thing. Okay. Which, this is the one that was like, originally it was going to be... Um, Brad, you oh, going to no. make it to the Goonies? I'm actually, I'm confusing with uh, with Dark Tower, because Dark Tower is the one that was originally going to be like a movie, and then a series, and then another movie. But anyway, they're trying to make a The Stand adaptation of some sort. And this um, is how the meeting went. Mr. McConaughey, we want you to be in the stand. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll do that movie as long as I get to take my shirt off and go ahead and feed my dog over there in the corner. And, you know, my hero's 10 years ahead of me. I ain't ever going to catch him. <laughs> I got I to gotta just get out there and, and get him. So anybody who's read the stand, there are some, like, you know, fairly southerny kind of characters in there, like Stu, uh, who yeah. you would think that's who Matthew McConaughey would Why play. Why does Matthew McConaughey right? have to always play southern dudes? So that's what's interesting is that they. Oh, we're getting rid of his draw. He is maybe going to play Randall Flagg. Mm. Uh, which would be I don't know why I was totally thinking that, too. I was yeah. like, that would be the one I would see him doing, actually. Yeah. I, I think that, that would, especially after True Detective, like when you, when you see him go super dark and stern, like, I think, the, um, I think that he could play that character and be both, like, menacing and horrible, and at the same time, like, turn it on and make that character kind of. Friendly and and interesting, um, so that, that I, I think that would be really cool. It's the first actual piece of news that has made me kind of excited about them maybe making that movie. Um, now, is it is it going to be like a remake of the first one, or is this supposed to be something different? No, what, this what will be I... like a new adaptation. Okay, um, not 
in any way related to like the Gary Sinise one or anything like that. Um, so no, because ex- nobody's so really. So I can't expect a Gary Sinise cameo. What the fuck, man? I mean, Gary Sinise might show up, but that'd be probably that'd be not. so awesome. Just have him walk in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the only other piece of news I have is that they. Um, so spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh no! Um, but they're gonna make a little toy dancing Groot finally, as yeah, has yeah. been rumored for forever. Ah, um, sweet. <laughs> But they're gonna have the Jackson Five. They don't. Do it. They don't even need to make movies now. Like mm-hmm. they can just sell that thing for the next year and make all the money they need. What <laughs> they, they should do is make it an MP3 player, so you could just oh. stick your iPod in it. Oh, that would be cool. Oh. Thanks, Marvel. Oh. Give me Good your job. money. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Um, yeah. Is there anything I missed? What did I miss? Yeah, Ryan. How do you feel about Gwen Stacy being Spider Woman? Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. The there's a there's a huge uh, Spider-Man event called Spider-Verse, and I wasn't going to mention it because the um, because Randy's here, and you know I always talk about Spider-Man, but no. the the Superior Spider-Man had another issue this week, and it it's called the Edge of the Spider-Verse. And what basically happened is there's a villain called Morlin, and he kills Spider people, and he's able to basically it's a DC story. He's able to go through the multiverse, and he kills all the Spider Men throughout it. And oh, in, I remember that cover. Yeah, in the edge of Spider Verse, uh, Otto Octavius as Spider Man is going to all these dimensions and rounding up all the Spider Men, and they're going to create a huge army to kill Morlin. Um, which, and one of them is Gwen Stacy in a diff- in an alternate universe. Gwen Stacy is the one who gets bit by the spider. Written by oh, wow. Gerard huh. Way, who wrote Umbrella Academy, yeah. and from. My, my Chemical my, Romance, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, um, That's interesting. I don't know if he's doing that one, but he's doing um, a couple of the issues. And they each... It, it's an interesting story. And The Superior Spider-Man was, is an interesting story. Um, again, it, it, right away when I'm reading it, though, and it's just arrogant freaking Otto Octavius as Spider-Man really bugs me. But I guess I'm in the minority now. A lot of people really love Superior Spider-Man. Blech. But I don't. But it's an interesting story, and yeah, the costume design's really cool, and that's what got everybody interested. Uh, the big news, though, out of Marvel, guys, is the Spider-Woman cover that's really provocative. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that, that who cares? Uh, okay, I think, so here's what, the thing. Here's the thing. I just think it's bad art. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a bad cover. It's People want to say, oh, it's so sexist. I will no, stab says you anything in the about when men, like Dr. Manhattan, walks around with his schlong hanging out, <laughs> because nobody cares. Only... Bored women care about stuff like this. Not to offend anybody. You're, you're, no, you're not I mean, talking it, about the Milo Minara cover, are you? Cause, cause yeah, where that, it's like crazy. she's basically wearing body paint. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and she's in she's in a position like she's about to get fucked. Like it's just to not not beat around the bush here. Have, like, have you not that seen there's a man's position prior work right? though? <laughs> well, I, I'm like, like it everything looks like he's a done prior oh, yeah, to Marvel was was adult in nature, so yeah. it's it's he's just converting over. And it's a variant cover, so there's I yeah right, I have yeah, all of them. I have the posters for them all. I love the man's artwork. He's he's fantastic, and you're crazy. No, I'm I'm not like I just don't I don't think it's a very good cover. That like, I just created a lot of brouhaha, and I think yeah. it's silly because it's just her uh, ass. Because, it's just her ass the in the air. A lot of the people who are mad probably not reading comics anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm saying because you can make an argument that, you know, the men are uh have the same image issue in Yeah, because comic all they all they have oh, is packs and whatnot. They probably have it worse. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yep. Is, yeah, there's there's this thing in comics where women have to be this ideal 
way, and men have to be this ideal way, and people yeah. who don't know, who are creating a, a stir about this Spider-Woman cover, are the people who don't know. Yeah, I mean... Because nobody... Uh, you all are very handsome men, but no one in this room. <laughs> Why? Thank no one you. in this room is going to look like Superman. Please no, hit on there's me. no way. No one in this room is going to look like attitude. Thor. <laughs> right. No one's going to look like Captain America. I'm still Not even the Rob Liefeld version. You guys. <laughs> right, which is retarded. But yeah. Still. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is it's uh, James? You're right. It's just someone who doesn't read comics and sees this provocative cover. I mean, I don't. They're I don't like, like the cover, bad. and I don't like. You know, I've told the story before that like I I really liked reading uh, Power Girl before mm-hmm. they rebooted the whole universe and stopped making that character for some reason. Um, and when I was buying that book, I still found myself like I'd pick up the issues in my comic shop in Fort Collins, and I'd like make sure that one was in the middle of the stack as I would carry it around. Because I was like, dude, the cover, like the book, is actually really good, and when you really look at it, it's like. Here's this woman who, yeah, she's she is a female version of Superman, um, and is super busty and has like the cleavage window. Right. But like the actual stories in the in the in the pages are either she's fighting some some big monster or she's like dealing with how to run a business and balance her life and stuff like that. And you're like, right, this is not right. like it's not an unfeminist book on the inside. It's just that the covers are always way overly provocative. Um, Sell, Which, sell, sell. Okay, yeah. Like, I understand the industry that it is. And I understand that it's shitty that the comics industry is that way. Right. But okay. Um, yeah, I don't care. I just don't. Eh, no, it's, I don't. I, yeah. If it, if it keeps it's people from. It's a cartoon. From, <laughs> if it keeps people from reading those books, um, like, if it keeps women from reading, wh- like, a book that is actually really empowering to women, then I do care. Um, if, right. It's if, nice if to I, have right, yeah. that, that audience. In right. there, still buying comics, um, still reading, and, still and the same thing is even true. Like they're, but they do. I mean, you can you can point to any book. Spider Woman might that cover might not be for them, but I can point to Buffy, Angel and Faith, Batgirl, and all that stuff. I agree with you, but George's Jaunty would never fucking draw this cover. No, he wouldn't. He's right. not that kind of artist. Well, and and well, he uh, but he yeah, would he also be aware of what way. he's doing. Yeah. Like right, like he's, but, he'd be aware of how he's then you, promoting that so, book to the. So, Mister Comic Codes Authority, you want to censor an artist? No, I don't. I'm just saying. I'm saying it's bad business. I'm saying it's not good for the industry, and I'm saying that I'm probably not going to buy the book. Well, the thing uh, is, which is, is how I control. The thing is, if people only care because it's Marvel, I can go to the comic shop and point at Chastity. Um, what's the the Mars right. one? Delia of Mars. Hackslash. Deja like, Thoris. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything Jim printed Balance, by Jim Balance, any, anything Tarot. printed by Aspen, anything yeah. Grim Fairy Tales. Oh, yeah. oh, god, yeah. Oh, Grim Fairy, fairy Tales is like that. You can see those dudes walking in packs through cons. Right, like they're just the most <laughs> disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And good for them. It's great art. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, I, well, but it's I, just I, like, I own. I don't know, maybe sixty or seventy of those covers, but they're just really. But you cool know why covers. you have right. You're, right. It's not like. You're not buying it for a story, right? And no. there's there's a place for that. Well, and um, the, and the thing is, is the Spider One cover is going to be like a forty fifty dollar variant. Yeah, it's going to be you know one maybe two per shop. I mean, it's right. not the real. Ma- and why why they're making a fuss now when he put out like fourteen prior to this? Yeah. is even more interesting. The real shame here is actually that if they ever tell a really great story or have a good empower, fuck, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Huh. There were a couple articles a bit about Miss Marvel, but when you have a character like that who is a typical, uh, who is a normal woman who Ms. ends Marvel's up getting superpowers, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was gonna like, say, if, if there's young ladies listening to this 
they definitely should pick up Miss Marvel. It's basically Spider-Man yeah. in right. a, a young lady form. But what I'm saying is that's not going to get attention because this shit gets attention. It got a little attention because she's you know, it, the first Muslim superhero. Right, yeah, right. like that got attention. And, but, and the, it, but the fact that it was a book about a strong, normal young woman, that didn't get attention. Yep. Um, and that's the problem, right? Yeah, that's because um, people latch on to stuff that doesn't matter. Right. Well, and especially people outside the industry, yeah, right? No, so like people who don't read comics see this and go like, oh my God, the comic book industry. Um, Comicbookmovienews.com was having a slow biz- uh, news day, and you're going to give them shit? <laughs> <laughs> right. They have to yeah. generate content. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, why don't we just learn about the origin of Thanos, and then that could be generated content? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's like, kids, we're going to learn about the menace known as Thanos today. Or, or Step they, one, he's voiced by Josh Brolin. Or they could have gone and written an article about what really great books are out there. Yeah, yeah there you go. You know Why, why draw attention to the ones that are shitty? Well, because what, what's the and I, saying? I'm not even any, saying the book is shitty. I just any, should be an article any to press, remind negative or positive is still but. press. So it's drawing attention, whether it's bad or otherwise. It'll still like people right. that. How many people are going to walk in there that that saw that article and go, "Do you guys have that that forty fifty dollar cover?" Oh well, we had one. We already sold it. Okay, I got to find it quick, or people on eBay will be looking for it. I mean, it's it's probably yeah. going to draw more attention. Like I said, there's like fourteen other prior to this. I have them all. Yeah, and not one peep about those, and those right. were just as equally the females were just as equally provocative. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's what their whole plan was: is somebody's drawing attention to it, and yeah, maybe someone will buy Spider Woman just because. Look at that! He did the debate we got into. Yeah. <laughs> this was the number one movie in the box office this week. This is the box office stats. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, heroes in a half shell, two weeks in a row. Uh, it when I hear this movie blows. <laughs> and I can't believe it's like that. It I need... is still beating Guardians. Uh, they're actually, I was reading. They think Guardians might be the number one movie this week. Um, because, Again? Yeah, because the other nice. movies don't have cool. people excited. Yeah, well, yeah, because if if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drops a little bit, um, Guardians could retake the spot. And Sin City's not. Yeah. No, no, Sin City's no. not going Sin anywhere City near can't the top five. Make no. it anywhere close. So, nope. yeah, I would bet. Because it's, it's got the tail to... But uh, Ninja Turtles, second week, 24 million? Uh, 28. 28 million. 20, wow. Guardians was 28 25. million. Uh, the movie we saw, Expendables, debuted at number five. Four. Jeez. Four? Four? Yeah, 15.8. Wow, that that was a huge drop. Got beat but by the, Let, from, Let's Be Cops. Yeah, but this is how much they care. And it will make 200 million uh, overseas. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care uh. anymore. With a low budget, yeah. and they already have the next gonna, sequel lining up. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't care. Who gives a shit? We need another one. <laughs> well, the next one yeah. will be women. I heard about the one. Yeah, the woman one sounds fun. Dude, but, like, I will pay to see Stallone and Schwarzenegger shoot big guns and say cheesy lines all fucking day long. Right? I, yeah. I, I, I have no I love those with movies. that. I'm just like, why don't they just do it? Like, I like the movie The Tomb. They did it. Right. Uh, they the, didn't call it The Tomb. They called it something what, shittier. What was it? Like, Escape Plan. Escape Plan or yeah. something like that. I like that. I like the last yeah. stand a little bit. I like if they don't need to attach the Expendables name to oh, it. No. Just like give them a bunch of different projects to do. <laughs> do, do you know? Yeah. Their Schwarzenegger has Stallone a movie and coming out and about Painter zombies. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's a it's a little independent film, and he's his daughter it becomes a zombie, and he's protecting her, trying to find a cure. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool to me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I haven't yeah. even heard. Well, that and yet. I think wow. that's what Zach's sort of saying is like he would rather see Stallone make. You know, just just make one anything. Off little action like, I don't movies. care if it's Grudge Match two. Just like make something. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I kind of do. I really don't want there to be a sequel to that. 
That was very sad. Uh, but yeah. Cool. Blu-rays? Blu-rays and DVDs. Fuck DVDs. DVD releases and Blu-rays. That's my new thing I say every week. Fuck DVDs. <laughs> DV- DVDs got me through some hard times, man, before Blu-rays happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Walking Dead is uh, the big one. That one's coming for me. Yeah. Uh, did you order like the crazy version with no, the like zombie lady coming I, out? Of I car? think it looks cool, but I don't think I want to spend another sixty bucks just for that. And I don't really yeah. want to put it on the. Sh- where would I put it? Yeah, I mean they There's look great. They look great. If you want to get them, that's awesome because they look fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, but it's is just, this one still Todd McFarlane? Yeah, you know? still yeah. McFarlane toys. Cool. Um, cool. Cool. But it looks great. I mean, I thought the governor's uh, little aquarium was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty neat. But I just don't have the shelf space for it. Yeah, at a certain point you just. I, I like that, and I really want to get content. this uh, this Batgirl statue and this Harley Quinn statue. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're getting it bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, the sixth season of Sons of Anarchy comes out this week. I've still never watched that show. I don't I I really feel like I'm not even going to waste my time. I haven't watched Breaking Bad or really Mad Men, so why the fuck would I watch Stand Sons of Anarchy? Uh, well, I actually think you first might, of all, yeah. <laughs> Breaking uh, Bad is amazing. Yes, but whether or not Ryan likes it will be uh, the test. He may he may um, like it. I don't know. Blended. Oh, Remember Adam Sandler. That? Yeah, Adam Sandler. I get that on Amazon Prime. Drew Barrymore being in a movie together. Stream it for five bucks. Good, good, good. Um, and that looks like the most of it. There's actually like some... I thought of you because there is an Adam Sandler movie coming out where it's uh, drama this fall. Really? I forget what it's called, but uh, I read a whole article about it, and he's. Uh, fuck, now I can't remember it. But yeah, there's a drama where he's coming out in, and the. The director and writer of it is some um, independent guy, and Dude. I thought I thought of you. I'm so excited. I'll go look at my Entertainment Weekly after the yeah. show, and so our listeners can't listen to it and wonder, wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's called Rain <laughs> Over Me Too, James. <laughs> uh, is uh, is Legend of Hell House a? Uh, it is. Yeah. See, it I'm start, I'm certainly good at spotting which ones might be a. Uh, I watched Screen Factory, Factory Blu-rays yeah. this week, guys. Yeah? Stay tuned for what we've been watching. It's a pretty cool cover, that one. It is. It's their old theatrical trailer. Yeah. yeah I mean, theatrical poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, I think that's it. There's like some there's some, like Blu-ray releases of Sleeping Beauty and 101 Dalmatians, but I, I think they're... I clicked on those. or like from Korea. Yeah. They, they look... <laughs> because, because I was like, a sweet 101 Dalmatians. This cover looks weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they look like they came in a cardboard box. Um, but... Uh, there's a criterion so of Vengeance of Mind. So if you're like looking kind for your bootlegs, come on down. Yeah, it says they're region free, so I'm sure Disney's really happy about that. <laughs> Since oh, they, oh, him and Fantasia Amazon are too. already in a freaking dispute, that you know you can't pre-order stuff from Disney on Amazon yep, right no, now. No, Captain America Winter Soldier for I you know. people's. Fuck. Really? What? What's the deal with that? I yeah, you have to go uh, buy it in the store like normal people. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. You can <laughs> buy them from them, but they're not going to put them on until they're released, so you can't pre-order them. Okay. So the oh. idea is that you actually they, have to wait till the day of, yeah. and then you and and ten billion other because people have to fight for something. It? Have Amazon's, they fucked up and sent them early well, or something? That, no, Amazon's pissed. It was something with Disney, um, and Disney's mad at Amazon. So Amazon doesn't want Disney to know that they how much they can pre-order and you know a lot whatever. I don't know. Right. You can read the whole article. It's a long article. I forget exactly what it's for because it's basically along the lines of the Amazon and the books and stuff. There's a Jesse Eisenberg movie called Double. I've never heard of. Anyway, he it. still makes movies. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah, he's gonna be that villain in the in the next Superman movie. What's it? What's his name? Uh, Brainiac. I, I can't remember who he's playing. Lex Luthor. Oh, that's right. I wish that movie had Brainiac in it. 
It really sucks when I can't do sarcasms, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it had like someone else besides Luther. Uh, yep, I agree. I wish it had somebody else in that movie other than Superman. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's Blu-rays for this week. They do. They have Batman. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay. Now I'm interested suddenly. <laughs> and Aquaman. Ah, yeah, you're losing me. The yeah. Cyborg. You're losing me. Uh, Wonder Woman. Well, is, she, nah. is she is she going to be cool? She looks cool. Yeah. I don't think so. Is she gonna she still be... looks thin. Way too thin. Yeah, I, that does, I don't care about that You're stuff. You're just talking about the looks well, of people in comic books. <laughs> well, but like, and I'm not talking about like she's not big breasted. I'm talking like she's supposed to be this big Amazonian woman. Right. And she's she looks what, like a model like in a costume. 98 pounds soaking wet sort of a thing. And, and I'm, I'm not impressed. She looks cool. Well, yeah. to be fair, that was that was a promo photo, so maybe she's bulking up, but I don't think I, so. I would hope so. But she's she, she can only I mean, bulk up so much. She's really small, anyways. Right. right. If she's yeah. got the the frame of a small person, you can only. Do she's so got the heart of a strong woman, Randy. That's all she needs. The heart of an Amazonian. Yeah. <laughs> you know who had a fr- who had a frame of a small person in a movie? Jesus. Michael Keaton in Batman, <laughs> and he rocked it. Awesome. Uh, you know. But- yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad, I, I got this this week and I, I hardly ever do this, but it was on sale at uh, Best Buy for $10. That's it's me. all the. Batmans. You sure you needed all four of those? <laughs> uh, they came all together. He got three of them for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then I can watch the first one and get disappointed all over again. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I agree. The first fans. one's the re- least of your worries. <laughs> no, actually, I think the second one's the best one, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them since you let me borrow them like six years ago. So we'll I haven't see. seen Returns in a while. I ought to rewatch it because I remember being disappointed, but I also have rewatched Batman one and felt like, eh. yeah, Batman we'll one see. still works. How <laughs> come he catches bullets like Darth Vader? I <laughs> okay, I yeah. <laughs> how does he get, but how does he, I understand the armored gloves? How does he get the bullets to come into his hand? Hello. Why doesn't he bounce Batman. around like a ninja? Dude, it's he's Tim a ninja. Burton, dude. He it doesn't, doesn't make any to... sense. That's why he, Tim Burton's. One of his best movies is He's an artist. Adventure is because there's no... <laughs> he shouldn't need magnets in his metal gloves. He's a fucking ninja. He should just avoid the bullets. <laughs> what? Not in Tim Burton's version. <laughs> I know. That's in Tim my Burton's problem. version, Batman's rarely <laughs> in Gotham. The best thing about that movie is the Waltz of Death. The score is the mm, best part of that good. movie. Anyway. Oh, uh, when he's like, this is when we were made for each other. Beauty and Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that, just that score. Just go put on that score. Like That song, the Waltz of Death, is great. Anyway, this is uh, the stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Randy, you want to start us off? I could do that. I actually made a list. Holy oh, shit. Right. There you go. Prepared. Way to be more prepared yeah. than anyone else who's been it's doing like this show I for three It's like I really want to do this. It's fun. I enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> no one understands why. Okay, good lord. There's actually way too big a list here. Um, so the first thing is I actually watched Futurama for the first time. Holy nice. shit. Whoa, first time. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't like The Simpsons, so I didn't really want to watch that. Do you like Do you like sci-fi no. stuff? And like, uh... I don't I don't like animation. I'm not really oh, okay. a big animation guy. What's wrong with you? I grew up. Did somebody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So... Yes. That's why I don't like cartoons. <laughs> so, so how how did you how hey Stale how did mate. you end up getting convinced to watch Futurama, and then how did you enjoy it? Well, so my roommate's got about half All the of collection them. of stuff that I do, and he's 
like we're probably matching at about 20%. So the other 80% is like, um, for instance, that old BBC TV show, Are You Being Served? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got like all of that. And I'm like, I would never watch that. <laughs> so that's like part that I wouldn't do. But like he's got Futurama. He's got the old Twilight series, Twilight Zone series. Cool. Stuff like that that I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm tired of looking at my stuff. I'll watch his. Yeah. And uh, so I saw Futurama and I was like, eh, I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> I'm three seasons in and I'm all like, okay, it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> but you've watched three seasons, but you're, you're not like... It it's it doesn't impress me. Like I, I I'll probably finish watching all of it, but you know, just so I can say I did, and it's an experience, but it's not something that I would like own myself. You don't think it's funny? Like if you closed your eyes and pretended it was people, would it be funny? Well, it's funny, but it's not like I'm sitting in my room just laughing my ass off because See, of no, it has such great lines. Like when Bender gets sucked out of the Planet Express, and Fry goes, "Oh no! Do you think if we spread cheetah blood all over the engine, we can catch him?" <laughs> like, what? <laughs> See, zany, uh, zany stuff. I, I yeah. guess I, I don't know. I really, really like the Crushinator. <laughs> I love the one where they go to the Amazonian planet. Yeah, that Death one. I just series. watched that yeah. one. Like. Two days ago. In time, snoo, snoo. Can't we just cuddle? <laughs> Are you a big we, Star Trek we, fan? We know jump. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jump See, or dunk, but we have good fundamentals. It's the same thing. <laughs> You're <laughs> killing me. That, that's the they thing. That, the like, that's why I love Futurama is just because there, there are very few places that are as knowledgeable about Star Trek and know, the, know, know how to get a really good inside joke about Star Trek Right. In well, there. There, were, there were a couple um, of those that I saw, a couple of things that I'm all like, okay, that kind of you know, reminded me of of the what seventies yeah. TV show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, because they get the whole cast in there. Oh, well, pretty often. Yeah. Um, so, like, have you yeah. seen the episode about the the, Ooh, the cloud alien that, that Rob steals all of their heads and tries to recreate the original Star Trek series? No. no okay. <laughs> well, then you've got some really great stuff ahead of you. Um, yeah. Hopefully, at the very least, you can appreciate that part of it. Oh, probably. Like I said, cool. I mean, it, it's it's not like I completely hate it. It's just it's. Something about animation. It was just, like doesn't rub you the right way. If I had to pay Gross. for this experience, I would have asked for my money back. Wow, wow. man, like, cold blooded. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> that's harsh. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I well, I grew up so my father was not Get. the greatest of guys in the world. So instead of growing up watching all those Disney cartoons and animated movies and stuff, I got to watch the Solid Gold Dancers. So, okay. Wow. So that was me at just five on, years just old. Just a loop. Right, well, the, just that sort of stuff. Like yeah. that was what he watched, and I was sitting next to him on the couch, and that's what I watched. <laughs> and so I didn't watch my first Disney movie until uh, Treasure Planet. So that one was the first. <laughs> okay. One. Well, I, I I'm <laughs> sorry see, for your you life. You can see Brad, but he like begrudgingly shook his head. Like, eh, that's not <laughs> a good one to start on. Kind of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He entered the Magic Kingdom, and that's your pro- that's your reaction. It, well, there's 40 other like brilliant Disney yeah. movies to choose from. I just wish we could have filmed Brad's face. It was really funny. He's like, mm. He's just, like, mm. He's just yeah. so disappointed by that choice. Hey, no, I just it was just one of those opportunities. I'm like, sure, I'll go watch it. It's free. Why not? Yep. And I, I mean, it, again, wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but no. I wouldn't also, pay ten dollars for response for that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, God, so what else? I actually caught up on some of my Marvel movies this week. So hmm. um, I got to see Thor The Dark World. 
Yeah. That was good. good. Like, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually kind of liked it a little better than the first one. Really? Thank you. I did. Like, I, like 10, 15% better. Um, but I think mostly I just wanted to watch it for the little things in the end. Yeah. Like the, right, the stingers. The, yeah. Like seeing uh, the, the stone. Right, the Infinity Stone. Getting to see the collector for the first the time. The collector for yeah. the first time, which was awesome because then I got to see Guardians right after that, and it made sense. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Thank God I didn't skip this. Yeah. Um, so I saw Guardians. That yeah. was good. Um, I was with somebody that did not want to stay, so I didn't see the in little oh, things from that. So you, I had to go on the, YouTube and see uh, that. Of Guardians? Oh, they're fun. I just, yeah. I just defriend those people. It was a date, so I was, oh. yeah. I kind of couldn't. No second date. <laughs> <laughs> More like no sex getting home. So I was like, yeah, all right, sure. I'll leave. We'll go home together. It's fine. Oh. So eh, it wasn't all right. But but I liked the movie. There was Good. parts of it that didn't make sense. But, again, I've not ever read anything from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. You should read that Bendis one. It's good. No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm... You're the weird comic guy. I am the weird comic <laughs> guy. I like independent stuff that's poorly drawn and poorly paced. That's what he used to say about me. Yeah, no, I remember <laughs> listening <laughs> to some of that. you were slow paced? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not I... slow. Poorly paced. <laughs> poorly, poorly paced. That's right. Yeah. No, I, it, like somewhere around 95 or 96 I got tired of reading Marvel and DC with their soap opera dramas mm -hmm. <laughs> who's getting married and who's in this funny love triangle and who's this guy's brother who he hates but loves and can't ki I'm like I don't should care. Should Spider-Man. Oh no, I agree. I, that's part of what that's, I'm talking about. That's why No, that's why you should read the weird ones like Guardians where they I think like I read every Spider-Man story. It's it's not something I cared for so okay. Blood, guts, and gore, and people fighting. That's what I wanted, so that's why I went to Independent. Yeah. And I've been reading them ever since. All of that is in Guardians 87 running titles a month now, so, yeah. Holy solid. shit, that's hardcore. Yeah, I love I love my comics. Um, what else? Oh, um, I rewatched the Predators movie. The, the, Sweet. Yeah, the, they get dropped onto a jungle planet one. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I still like that one. Like it's really uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian Brody can be a badass. He can. I I didn't like the that like, body looked weird on him. It was different, <laughs> but like you know, at the time, I mean, everybody was doing it. I mean, everybody that you saw that was thin one week was was buffed, buffed up. As, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. But just, I couldn't it was get just over weirdly his voice. placed on his on his frame, like the, the, the right. way his head looks. You don't expect there to be a hulking mass in there, right? Like if you just covered his head with your hand, you could be like, "Well, that could damn near be well, anybody." Is that, is that also. Christian Bale? If he had yeah. worn a, yeah. if he had pulled Shia LaBeouf and like put a paper bag over his head, then it would have like been more proportional with his body. Right. Here's the thing: is I mentioned this last week uh, when I watched First Contact. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't realize that. Captain Picard is fucking ripped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As it, okay. right. I mean, yeah. the big curly gray hair is a little throwing off, but still. It doesn't like, mean he's not hanging no. from a, uh, a rafter kicking the shit out of a Borg. Right. Yeah. Right. But I couldn't Engage. get over his voice because, like, it just didn't. It sounded like he was forcing that gravelly voice the whole time, which, of course, it's not what he it sounds like. Was. So you yeah. imagine that's what he had to do. But, right. like, right. he could have talked normally and I'd have been okay with that. Right. But that, that's like the only downside I had to that entire movie. <laughs> I was like, everything else was awesome. Yeah. So, um, and the last one was uh, Minority I... Report. Yeah. Nice. Like, I rewatched that for like the 12th time. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's something about that movie that I love so very much. They're uh, making a TV show out of it. Really? Yeah, Steven Spielberg's trying to make a TV show. I, that wasn't a piece of news we read. As long um, as they have the puke sticks, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Just, just There you go. <laughs> just didn't matter. Just yeah. keel over, puke your guts out. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. I think that that kind of stuff is probably the, the, the things I would want them to bring over. Um, right. It's like the, those sort of weird interpretations of the future. Um, or not even weird, but like they, yeah, no, kind of weird. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, it's the sense of humor in that movie that is actually what bothers me. <laughs> um, it's like he, him chasing an eyeball down a, down a hallway and shit like that. Or, or the sandwich fucking sandwich, oh. man. Well, I hate that scene is so every, stupid. It's well, it's like the first time you watch it, you're like, okay, I could kind of see how it would happen with the first thing he grabbed. Yeah. But at the second moment where he goes to grab something... There's like a Goldilocks feel, moment. Right. Yeah. You feel your hand bump something and knock it over, and you grab whatever else is there. When you turn the lid on the milk, you should smell that instantly. <laughs> like, okay, this is bad. Not all... Oh, and yeah. then barf it up. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, no. Yep. Uh, I always go on the camp that Spielberg just makes entertaining movies. He doesn't care about that shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I... Dude, I really like Hook. I am always on Spielberg's side. It's just that, like, that his sense of humor in that movie to me is is out of place. That's all. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I still really enjoy the movie. Cool. So yeah. that was that was it. That was pretty much it. Jack. <laughs> no. That was just so silent, and all of them like look at me at once, and yeah. it's just like, dude, I'm fucked. It's um, your turn. Well, I've been um because I'm next. Oh, that's a movie. You're next. Um, I didn't watch that movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> um, well, um, Brad spoiled it, but I was in rehab for about 30 days, so um, you didn't get to see a lot, so I had to play a bunch of catch-up this week. Um, I watched Jack Reacher for the first time. Nice. Sweet. Dude. I, I, that movie started off really slow for me, and then in the second half, bam. Yeah. Tom Cruise starts beating up people with other oh people. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That opening shot, that, that opening scene though, was pretty rough. It was, it was like, uh, it, it reminded me of uh, the first Dirty Harry, the yeah. opening shot. Oh it, right, it, the it, chick getting shot in the pool. Yeah, yeah. It, it just reminded me of that same like vibe and quality, and it reminded well, me of some of those more slow burn thrillers. The guy who directed it, Christopher McQuarrie, he wrote uh, the Usual Suspects, and uh, he's written a bunch of like. Yeah, he's like Tom really, Cruise's guy now. Yeah, he's yeah. the go-to guy for for Mister for, for Mister uh, Top Gun there. And um, I, I mean, I really watched the movie because I wanted to see Werner Herzog play a villain in it, mm-hmm. right. and it's and it's just what I expect. It's yeah. just Werner Herzog talking about how like nature is cold and terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Jack Reacher is a sweet movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it was badass. I loved it when Tom Cruise like spoiler alert he curb stomps. Well, he doesn't curb stomp. He fucking stomps a guy's head to death. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. not. He's not a good guy in the movie. No, no he's yeah. not. He's 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 like strictly. He tells everybody, "Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. like I think that's the good thing that that's the good side to him is that he gives everybody fair warning and then he just jacks them up. <laughs> He's just like, listen, I'm like, not responsible keep... for my actions, <laughs> right? Like, if you're gonna keep messing around, all right, I'm gonna jack your shit up and then we'll all go to jail and you'll go somewhere running. Okay, good. <laughs> it's too bad the Jack Reacher can't pull off that. Have you seen me in Jack Reacher, the movie with Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> Here, this is why you shouldn't do what you're about to do. Right. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I watched JFK again, and I really like JFK. I really do. Yeah. It's such a, a, the director's cut is 
agonizingly long. I think yeah, I think the director's cut's too much. Yeah, it's um, way too much. And I love Oliver Stone, but he but I mean he he does make the same kind of noted movies all the time, which is And the like, thing is I'm such a history person yeah. that I, I can get behind some goofy history stuff, but the stuff in there just drives me crazy because you know, it's the one that Garrison, right? Yeah. Uh he's like the dumbest guy in history and his his ideas are totally dumb. Jim Garrison. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to get behind, even though the performance by Costner is really great. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's 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 one of those things like I, I, I have no real stake in I just like watching the drama unfold. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting parts of that film is seeing how they were able to tie up what are supposedly loose ends and connections in the case Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that makes it seem relevant, revelatory. Like they're like, Oh my gosh, shocking new evidence. Mm -hmm. Like he, somehow the movie shot in a way that feels so surprising. Like you're just almost like shocked to see that this is what's going on. And yet since you can't confirm anything and since the files didn't show anything, uh, other than the report, there's nothing to really like dispute or anything. It's just based off of like pure speculation and pure conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works. It still works as a suspenseful, like, dramatic thriller to this day. And I love, I still love the scene with Donald Sutherland, like, going, like, the, the, the real important question is why? Why do they want this man tried? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that, that man, you could call me X. I guess, yeah, Donald Sutherland in the early 90s was the Morgan Freeman of now. He was the yeah, exposition ev- guy. He was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because he has that cool voice. Uh, speaking of Morgan Freeman, I watched uh, freaking uh, the Shawshank Redemption again. That, and I, do, do you think there's any more perfect movie than the Shawshank Redemption? Like, it's a movie that anybody can watch, and if somebody hates it, like, I, 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 I have never met a person who hates that film. No, me neither. And with good reason. That that, that movie is just like almost perfect it's, in every it's way. Super solid. There yeah, is a yeah. reason why that movie is pretty much always at the number one spot on IMDb. Um, because there's, yeah, it's like you said, there's not anybody who doesn't like the movie. And when you, every time somebody watches it, you come out of that just feeling like 10 times better about your life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man. I still like, I still like pretending what if red, like, you know, ratted on Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Dufresne was my friend. And then I ratted on his ass. (laughs) Warden, Mm. he's escaping. (laughs) 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 Cool. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's all I. W- oh, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah. Yay. Oh, just, just buried the lead, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't want to spoil the post-credit sequence for Mister uh, for Mister Randy here, but that post-credit sequence was really fucking hilarious. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> I c- yeah. I didn't expect it. No one. And did. I didn't expect the voice that I was that I got. Yeah. That if, if I if we want to just put it at that, go see yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yep. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I love the soundtrack. That's the best soundtrack of the year, by far. Mm. My dad said so, too. Yeah. My dad hasn't been to movies in five years, and he loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> says a lot. Okay. That, he, yeah, that, <laughs> that he would get out of his house to go see a movie. This is <laughs> true. a lot. Yeah, Ryan, I heard about the talking raccoon picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically what he said. His, Your dad uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, he is a cool guy. My stepbrother, uh, his boyfriend said we should go see the movie with the talking fox and my dad was saying I think it's a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad I like said, how he says it with concern like I think it's a raccoon yeah so my dad said he was sitting in the theater and the raccoon came on 
And he said, steady, steady. <laughs> he wasn't going to just blurt out, it's a raccoon, I fucking told you. Because <laughs> he's gay, so he's already sensitive. So oh. That was a gross stereotype, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. that was bad. Uh, and, uh, in, in, but in Guardians, like you already saw it, I loved seeing a little bit of Thanos in there. Oh, that, yeah. was nice. that was a nice little introduction yeah. to Thanos. The voice sounds perfect. That's going to be a fine performance for Avengers 3, the Infinity Gauntlet, which yep. is what is probably an it's gonna be awesome. yes, it's going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. there's no there's no argument with it. it yeah, that shot is that like pullback shot at the end, right before they fade away, where he's like sitting on the throne and just grinning. It's like worth yeah, it, as a comic book guy, like it's worth just seeing that. Yeah, right. right? Like right. just that shot makes it worth it. You know, the rest oh, yeah. of the movie could be shit, and you'd be like, "That was pretty cool, though." That was good. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it again. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna Marvel. Just, take my money. <laughs> can I just screen cap that? Make the right. desktop. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. I love Winter Soldier. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, awesome. Cool. James? I saw Guardians of the Galaxy this week. <laughs> Whoa! That's insane! I went and saw it again. Uh, I took my, my mom and dad hadn't seen it yet, so um, because my mom and dad are two wild and crazy 60-something-year-olds, they were like, it's 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. James, why don't you go see this movie with us? And I was like, okay. Uh, so we actually went to the IMAX 3D because Brad had actually said that it was really good, and it was really good. Nice. Um, the 3D is not like <laughs> um, the 3D is not overwhelming. So like in the in the scenes where it would be annoying, it's subtle, and in the scenes where it's cool, like in the space sequences and the chases and stuff, it's just there enough that it's actually pretty badass. Um, it's maybe the best 3D that I've seen from a Marvel movie. Uh, and I mean, I haven't seen them all, but like we saw Avengers in 3D, and I've seen a few others, but. Um, Did you and see just Winter general, Soldier in 3D? No, no, no. It was I mean, we 3D. generally try to avoid it, but uh, because this was space stuff, like space is usually pretty cool in 3D, mm-hmm. um, and it did not disappoint. Um, so that was really great, uh, and that movie is still freaking fantastic. Even at 11 o'clock at night, like the, the movie was over, it's 1 o'clock, we're all basically asleep already, and I look over at my folks and they were like, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> it, was, it was the next day when I, I like met them for lunch. They were like, that, that movie was great. We really loved that. <laughs> like, oh, okay, good. There's the enthusiasm <laughs> I was expecting at the end of that film. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was cool. You know, my dad has this really dry sense of humor. He doesn't tend to laugh out loud very often. Like, he, th- he finds things funny, but he'll just, like, tell you, like, yeah, that was funny. Um, so it was really great. There were a couple moments in that movie where I heard him, like, like – real good belly laugh like really laugh laugh and i was like holy shit he is having fun that's for sure um so that was cool uh other than that i haven't watched much you know i um uh i was in fort collins last week so that pretty much killed most of my weekend um and then my roommate dan bought a wii u not too long ago and i got home on sunday and i was like i'm i'm gonna play a little mario because he's got that 3D Mario game. It's I amazing. have not done anything else all week. <laughs> Dude, that Mario, Mario Super <laughs> Mario 3D world is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, which is crazy because I haven't played a Mario. Like, I played some some of the first Galaxy, but I didn't play any Galaxy 2. Um, that game is great. Yep. Um, that controller is shit, but that <laughs> game is great. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Everything else that I've been watching, i got to hold off until, like, the seasons are over and things like that. So. Um, Brad? Yeah. I rewatched the new Robocop. Oh, really? did your opinion change on it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate it to begin with. Yeah, I know. I just seen if maybe you saw it a second time, you saw yeah. some merit in there that you missed. No, it was, uh, 
I feel like it's pretty watchable. I, I actually watched yeah. it two or three times, like in the same sitting. Is there like I watched it, like I paid attention, and then the other two times I just kind of let it go. In mm-hmm. huh? What is there like? Uh, are there deleted scenes or extended anything? Or uh, there are deleted scenes. Uh, they're really brief, though. I think there's like three of them. Oh shoot! And they're not anything like one of them is just a, a senator getting prepared to be on TV. It's not, so I was, I was like, oh, that's clearly wasn't necessary. So, yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't I, I buy sort of, that for a dollar? I would not buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I was sort of hoping that that was going to be one of those movies where, like, you at least got the sense that there was there were grander, uh, you know, goals beforehand and that, you know, like that there was going to be some really yeah. bloody scenes cut out or something like that or, like, or just some more sinister undertone somewhere. Um, uh, the Making Of really talks about, um, like... Uh, the director went in for these uh, like to interview for these other movies and he actually said like i'm not interested in these yeah <laughs> like he's not a big name but he had the balls to tell the studio like yeah i don't know about these other like things you're pitching me and then there was a poster for robocop on the wall behind the guy he's like what about that movie i like that movie can i remake that movie <laughs> and they're like Tell us more about what would, what would you do differently about that movie, and so that's how he got that job. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, he didn't do much different other than kind yeah. of update. Um, you know, the whole uh, Sam Jackson's thing is an update of the newscasts that yeah. are in the original movie, um, and of course, the I would buy that for a dollar. They uh, sneak into the whole uh, training session. Um, so there's cool nods like that. And they, uh, probably the most impressive thing I thought about the movie is that they kept the original sound score <laughs> yeah. to it. Like they could have just gone with a completely new theme for Robocop, but they Daft managed Punk to. Daft Punk in there. Yeah. Daft Punk it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got the original, yeah. Robocop score is pretty sweet. Like it, it makes yeah. it feel like a Robocop movie. Right. Um, and then like the rest of the special features are designing the suit and, um, there's extensive like footage of like his rubbery <laughs> undershirt, huh? Sorry, I was just <laughs> laughing because I was I was picturing dudes in a room going like, "Oh, we got to design the suit." Uh, so it it looked like this before. I don't know. Take some of these bolts out and make it more sleek. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It just made me laugh. Well, the, the guys they're talking to are talking about like you know they they're big they were big fans of the original and they love the suit, but they, they can't just they can't uh, as artists they can't just steal Rob Bottin's work right. and call it their own. So that's like why they kind of have to have their own suit made. Um, and, and to be completely honest, the old suit would have looked a little bit silly if you'd put it into a modern movie. Yeah, or it would have been amazing. De- I mean, de- <laughs> unless, unless the story was like, because you know, in three, um, they kind of wake him up, I think. Oh, so they yeah. could have done that again to j- yeah. justify having the old suit. But um, Or if you said it in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Like if you make the technology not necessarily super future tech, right? Th- that's something about the n- new movie is like, uh, even though in the original series... Dallas is doubling for decrepit old Detroit. Um, this movie, the city doesn't feel like it's decaying like it should be. Right. It doesn't feel like a city that's falling apart. It just feels like they shot in a city. Oh, yeah. Because um, his house is really nice. Like, yeah. He lives in this nice suburban house. Things are good in this city. They're yeah. not that bad. Yeah. Um, he, li- he lives in like Hillsdale. They could have used Detroit and it would have been perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, and then I also... Uh, watched on Ryan's recommendation. Uh, Mud. Yes. Uh, Assault on Arkham. Nice. Oh. I found a Steelbook edition. 
That's Good so man. exciting. Yeah. Um, and that movie's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Is Did that the one pupils in Batman bother you? That's one of the recent um, <laughs> animated ones, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. it just came out. Yeah. And it's not really a Batman movie. It's a Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad movie. Yeah. Um, I thought the ending was a little weak. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, my, my only problem with it is that some of the stuff is really convenient in it. Yeah. They they go through all this trouble to storm Arkham. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, like Amanda Waller's plan. And then at the end, the way she just says, like, like even Batman staying in the room, like, grilling her, saying, so we just did this whole story just to kill the Riddler, like to try and kill the Riddler. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I know it's elaborate, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> like, it, it's like, yeah. it, it's almost like they're saying, like, yeah, this is kind of an absurd uh, idea, but we did it anyway, so. Yeah, it looks good, though. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, it, I thought it was dark. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bloody for a movie, I mean. Yeah, two of the characters get ripped off, their head, yeah. heads ripped off, yeah. And, uh, you know, Harley, Harley Quinn's, Quinn's naked. Really, yeah, naked in it a bunch. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's just side boob and butt, but yeah. it's still it's it's weird seeing it in a an animated animated film. Batman because it makes yeah. you feel like it should be for kids. But but you know the cool thing is you know Batman's not in it very much. When he shows up, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, and they they uh, they ape a lot of uh, asylum games. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, details. Um, and the guy who's filling in is uh, for Mark Hamill's pretty good. Yeah, as the Joker. Troy Baker. He does. Uh, oh, it's Troy Baker. Yeah, he does. Oh shit! Yeah, he does Joel and. The Last of Us, yeah, and he also does the Joker in Arkham Origins and Booker Dewitt in um, uh, Bioshock. It's really great. Actually, I watched the Last of Us making of this last week, and to see him talk as Joel, and then they have like Joel next to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look nothing alike because Troy Baker's like a good-looking dude yeah. and young, and Joel, and it's you know this old Southern fifty-year-old guy. guy. Yeah. And to hear that voice come out of that man is nothing short of great, and that's why. And his his Joker isn't quite as uh, loony as Mark Hamill's. He has a little more sinister uh, tone to him, but it, it's a pretty good impression. I don't know if that's the right word or that, homage. That mm-hmm. that right there is why Hollywood doesn't understand voice actors. Like yeah. it's just man. But anime, overall, animated movies would be so much better if they actually understood good voice acting. Overall, yeah. did you like the Assault on Arkham? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, I bet when Batman broke that dude's hand, that <laughs> was awesome. Like right at the beginning, he's like reaching for a control or something on the computer screen, and Batman breaks his hand. It's all <laughs> fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah. Seeing all the brutal stuff, is sweet. Like it was an interesting choice having like Batman fight Harley Quinn, and then mm-hmm. Deadshot fighting the Joker at yeah. the end. Um, but yeah, then the Joker like dies in the like dies in the helicopter. Yeah, you he, can see I was doing air quotes. Yeah, he does it. home. <laughs> he, he gets out somehow. It's like how? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the Joker. I think it's yeah. I think it's part of just the who he is. Yeah, I don't he's think just the Joker. So that's yeah how it happens. So no, I had lots of fun with it because it's a more mature take on Batman, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a different side. And I liked they they covered a lot of different characters. Like the Penguin was in it. Um, Bane was in it, right? Yeah, yeah, Bane was in it. Um, yeah, and then the last thing I uh, watched was a, a series called The Birthday Boys. Which is a uh, Bob Odenkirk produced, executive produced sketch comedy show. And it feels like Mr. Show, but with like HD quality. Uh, And there's no live sketches, it's all pre recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they're like, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't say anything funny right now. The sketches are so like. It's like Mr. Show. You can't 
really explain Mr. Show why it's funny. Yeah, it's except, so weird. Except you just have to watch rock it. band, but I mean, yeah, but yeah, w- Mr. Wicked Scepter. <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Show is so bizarre. Yeah, but you can't do the setup justice at all in Mr. Show. Like one of the sketches that I stuck in my head all week was um, one of the guys, and it's it's a troop of all dudes. Um, there was, there's this one guy. He's dressed up as like an alien from another planet, but it's just like he's got antenna like the little bouncy antenna and then like a silver suit. And he just go. it starts out, he goes to like a kid's birthday party and he just has this like little jingle that he sings to the little kid. And like, it always ends with like, Hey little Ryan, you're cool. <laughs> and then he stops and the little kid's like, Hey, oh, the character's name is whoosh. Um, the kid's like, Hey whoosh, we stay and have a cake with us at my party. And then whoosh just kind of stares on him for a bit and says like, no, I have to go sing to other kids. And then the, rest, the sketch is like, he just goes to another house, sings the same song. It's like, hey, Caitlin, you're cool. And then he goes to another, and then he like has this montage of just like different kids' names filling out the song. And then it ends with like, um, he's on Mars. And he's just sitting on a rock on Mars and like in nothingness, singing to himself about his own birthday. <laughs> and there's no one there to be, be there for him. It sounds so like Mr. Show. Yeah. It's not even funny. Um, there's one. Uh, uh, it's called the, sh- the episode's called "All Your Favorites Are Back," and uh, it's just the the sketch troupe sitting in the dressing room waiting for the show to start, and the announcer is showing the pre-roll of the show, and it's them, but they're dressed up as all these like characters with all the goofy names that like Mr. Show comes up with, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I can't even think of one. There's like a hundred of them. They do. A, they go through like a hundred of them, and recycle a few. Um, and there's, they do like a, a sketch about goofy roofers. So Bob Odenkirk's in the show uh, a lot of the times, and uh, uh, he's like this old man, and the, the, all the birthday boys are working on the roof, and they're just like goofing around, having fun, and they eventually get their own TV show called Goofy Roofers. It's like a sitcom. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Bob Odenkirk in one sketch plays a, a Dean. He's like Dean Hartwell or something. And he's talking to this other guy and he's like, we got to get those kids at the other college. And then the guy he's talking to is like, well, uh, we can't because you're not a Dean of a college. You're, you're just, your name is Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just the janitor that you're <laughs> you told to come in your office and talk to. Um, and then there's one they do. They lampoon Disney. Um, you all right? Yeah. Right. Allergies. Your cat. Um, oh yeah. <coughs> Shit. Sorry. We can right. kill the cat. Do you need an EpiPen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, they f- make fun of Disney by uh, doing this documentary about um a guy who looks like Walt Disney, but he was a terrible artist. Like he created characters called Fucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of scribbles on the paper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, later in the show, it turns out, like, in Europe, his whole animation was the best thing ever. So it's an amusement park dedicated to Bucky and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So there's only 10 episodes. Well, where's it on? It, it was on Netflix. Oh, cool. It's an IFC show. Um, yeah, there's only 10 episodes, and I got through it really fast. I was like, damn it, I kind of want more of this. But I don't think there will be, because... I think I heard about it on TV like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah. Huh. I don't see a season two anywhere. Hmm. That's a shame. Cool. Let's check it out. Uh, right? I watch a couple things. 
uh, I got two Scream Factory stuff this week. I got one called The Final Exam, which is a 1982 or 83 slasher. I can't remember. Um, and as a slasher, it's not too bad, except it. most slasher movies, the villain has some reason to kill people. Uh, and this one he doesn't? No, it's really weird. So the opening I have this knife, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Pretty much. The opening scene is... Uh, motivation, motivation. These uh, two kids fooling around in a car, and all... S- all like, of a sudden, like goofing the, off or having sex? Uh, having sex. Oh, okay. And, well, it's a slasher movie. <laughs> oh, the, right. I'm sorry. I forgot. And this dude with like a Beatles haircut shows up <laughs> and like starts killing him. That's his motivation. And then it cuts to a different s- school that's in the like the town over. And like the characters are actually pretty well written. I mean, there are 80 cliches. There's the, the stupid jock and the fraternity guys and the sweet, innocent girl. But I mean, they're pretty funny and they have fun. Uh, except there was this one scene where it it's because of what's happened recently in recent history where the the fraternity prank is they have a shooting on campus where they kill Whoa. a they <laughs> kill a lot of the fraternity brothers during finals so they don't have to take finals but it's dudes who jump out of a van with machine guns and start wasting students they, hmm this is way different context now <laughs> um, uh. but anyway so the slasher shows up. And you keep on waiting for motivation why this guy is killing people. There yeah. is none. He's just some normal looking dude how stabbing he, people. How does he kill people? Just with a knife? With a knife. Uh, he so did, it's, it's not even anything weird. Like it's a like yeah. what was the one from Sorority like Row where it was curved. like it was the, like the a weird um, four four way lug bar with right, a exactly. knife on one end and a <laughs> spike like a on the other and a hammer and, and, and a yeah. yeah. There's no, no curse there's of nothing thorn. weird. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Even then, I'd be like, oh, I, can, I can understand the, the curse of the thorn. Yeah, but, but yeah. Again, the final exam is uh, is is the thorn, just like Halloween six. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Wild Man, who's the jock, he's still in drugs from the the coach's uh, office, I guess. And he comes out, and the slasher guy, who you never really hear his name, I think he's called the Man in the credits, and <laughs> I'm not sure. The Man. And he's standing in the middle of the basketball court. And Wild Man sees him, and he throws all the drugs down. He's like, Aah! and he starts charging at him, and he runs into the slasher guy, and he, like, bounces away. So the slasher guy is obviously really strong. Um, do you ever, like, find out who the slasher like, nope. like, when they nope. finally catch just, and kill nope. the slasher, they don't, nope. like, it was the old man in the barn. Nope. Uh, wow. This, uh, so this uh, gym coach shoots an arrow at him. And he catches it out of midair, and then the final girl stabs him, and then she walks out and starts crying, and that's the end of the movie. Oh god! Never know his name. Stabs him to death, or yeah. like after okay. he falls like two hundred feet, it's really weird. Wow, that's too bad. How Somebody will they make, make a, a sequel? movie from his perspective, where it's yes. all just a bunch of misunderstandings? Exactly, <laughs> like Tucker versus Dale too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, your your tire's flat. No. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I mean, it's all right. It's a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, the the movie I really did enjoy, and I'm surprised. I thought I saw it before, but I, I haven't. After I watched it, it's called Motel Hell, and it's like a dark comedy. And uh, me, nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, it, it's, so it's called Motel Hell, and the reason I was really intrigued by it is Scream Factory. If they do collectors' editions, commission comic book artists or pulp artists to make new art for it, and the cover for Motel Hell is 
this guy with a pig head who has a really big chainsaw. And I'm like, I have to see this movie. And in it, the it's kind of a mix of black comedy and slasher where there is this hotel called Ho- Motel Hello. And but the <laughs> but the O is keeps on flickering, so it says Motel Hell. And the farmer there, uh I can't remember his name, damn it. But anyways, he Farmer Vincent, he kills people <laughs> as they're driving by and he plants them in their garden and he feeds them high quality no uh pesticides corn and he fattens them up and then he harvests them and grinds them up and puts them in his uh meats and so there's like a part where he says you know what i always say it takes all types of critters to make farmer vincent's fritters and (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like this old guy and he's he's really funny in it and wait so he does he catch them? Yeah, like, he like so sets they're up still traps. alive when they're yeah. when, they, when he yeah, plants, when he them, in the plants them. They're still alive. He cuts oh, okay. their vocal cords so they can't talk. Okay. Um, oh. So I mean, there's some gruesome parts in it, but yeah. it's underlined by these this, these two great performances by the lead characters. One's his sister, and the other is him. I forget the actor's name, but they're great in it, and they have this great chemistry. Um, at the end, the people that some of the people that are planted get out, and they act like zombies, and they can't speak. So there's a definite nod to Romero because they're all walking up this like foggy road going ooh, ooh and, uh, <laughs> and then at the at the very end he gets in this chainsaw fight with a pig head like Farmer Vincent's wearing the pig head right. and he's fighting the cop with a chainsaw and the cop has a chainsaw and the cop gets him and he gets stuck in him and they're brothers and he runs up to him and he says oh Vincent I'm so sorry this happened to you he says me too I have so many regrets. And his brother says, what is it? I lied. I used preservatives in my meat. <laughs> and, and then he fucking dies. <laughs> I think this movie's from 1980. And oh, it's just funny. really silly. And I had tons of fun watching it because it's gruesome and gross. But, like, I'd never – sometimes you don't expect that from movies from the 80s to be kind of black Self-aware, comedy yeah. right on the head. Um, and, you know, there's naked chicken in it. So there's, there's well, that's stuff. always good. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, Oops, approval. <laughs> I I watched the Amazing Spider-Man two twice this week. Um, I watched all the special features. The making of it's really good. Yeah. Because um, they get uh, Alex Kurtzman and the writers really are the ones who are the driving force behind the making of the movie, and they they talk about how important the right away it says the their first goal is making a movie with the death of Gwen Stacy and how can they right. weave the story into it. Uh, and it was really fascinating. I mean, it's I think it's about an hour and 50 minutes is the making of it. Wow. Um, and it covers everything from the music to the direction to this uh, yeah. design and everything. Um, and they have, uh, I think, 30 minutes of deleted scenes. Wow. And there's even more. I know there is because Shailene Woodley's Mary Jane Watson doesn't show up in any of them. Huh. Um, and the big uh. one they, they touted was, uh, it's even on the advertising and like a sticker on it says, Peter meets his dad. Uh, if you remember from the beginning of the movie, um, what the hell? They kind of—it's a party bus where, going where, by. Where's Farmer Vincent when you need him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you boy, their, you their boys par- like his corn. parents die in a really kind of espionage yeah. plane crash, and um, after Gwen Stacy's death and Peter sitting through their through the the seasons, when it starts snowing, his father shows up alive, and proceeds to tell him that that he stayed away because he didn't want 
people to find out that he's alive because then Peter would be in danger. God, that's a horrible idea. And, and then he even utters with great power comes great responsibility. God, that's a horrible idea. And uh, the, the whole scene seems really clunky. They should have cut that out of the movie. And they did. And what was really fascinating is I've, I'm I'm going to say this might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, I just, it's freaking so beautiful and there's so many things about it and I watched it again, and then I watched it with a commentary because the writers and everybody were on it. And unfortunately, um, Ivy Avi Arid or what the heck I always forget Avi Arad. Avi Arad. Avi Arad drives me fucking crazy. So there's a part, the yeah. part where they're uh, they Spider- let him on the commentary track. Yeah, right. Uh, they shouldn't let that guy talk to anyone. I know. They shouldn't so, let him speak. Period. <laughs> so the, in the Times Square scene, this is why I remember it so vividly. Uh, they they ask Avi. They said, Avi, you've been part of comics for so long. Why do you think um, people love Gwen Stacy so much, and why is the death so important in comic books? Oh, boy. And he said, well, you know, when the people see her, they see her as, oh, she is a bodacious babe, and she doesn't really have – I'm not joking. doesn't really have anything going for her. When he, when he says that, I knew right away he didn't read the comics because her first appearance – is she's the smartest kid in the school. Yeah. And she is the smartest kid all the way through school, and she is likes Peter Parker, but won't tell him because he's too busy, you know, fighting. Her and Mary Jane are basically fighting for his affections, and Peter's always get, going away being yeah. Spider-Man. Right. When he finally gets her, they go off to college together. She's, you know, ahead of her. She's a valedictorian at college. And for him to say that she was just a pretty face, I'm like, you have no idea why she's so important and yeah. for him to be the executive producer and saying he reads comics i mean you just look like an idiot well everything he says in the public eye makes him look like an idiot and it's, it's really just disappointing because you realize the driving force behind these movies doesn't get the character right if you don't understand gwen stacy then you don't understand why her death is so meaningful yeah, and um, that's why Marvel's going to get Spider-Man back in the next five. Oh six no, they're, years. no, they're not. No, they're not. Not. There's never a chance of that. No, there's no way. Sony, even though they're like, oh, maybe Spider-Man two didn't do that. Well, it still made seven hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide, yeah, and they'll sure make another fine. one very soon. Um, the good, the good news is at least he is surrounding himself with people. Or he's he's not like. He's, he's not, not running. A, he's not running the show. He's not playing a John Peters where like he's telling oh, Alex yeah. Kurtzman like, no, they need to find a fucking spider. Like, no, it's just <laughs> you know, he's letting them write a movie yeah, and goes like, I mean, oh, Kurtzman, you've made a lot of money. I'll let you go. I mean, he's important that he helped get these movies going. Right. He, but he should not be the guy talking about it because you don't know. Right. Uh, but anyways, I got to the end and I forget who the other writer is. It's not Kurtzman. It's Roberto Orki. No, uh, Orsi, Orsi didn't no, he, write that he's, one. he's not on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Vanderbilt. No, not Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt either. It's like Pink and Pinkerton. Yeah. He's the guy who wrote the original draft for it. Um, he's talking about how amazing the scene he had written for Peter's dad coming back, and he said, "You know, when you we had this scene, and I I love this scene. Pinkner, and Pinkner, Pinkner. thank you, um, and." This is what's so cool about it. You know, his dad's coming back and blah, 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 blah. And then we he's kept on defending this scene. And he said when we put it in front of people who had no vested interest in what movie they were seeing, there is a test audience. You know, they just pull you off the screen and say, hey, you want to see a free movie? Right. And um, the audience said, you putting that scene in that movie makes Gwen's death cheap. Yep. And it makes Spider-Man not grow up. Yep. It makes it that he needs a parent to tell him. 
that it's, he needs to get over it. When you already have someone like Aunt May, who said it earlier, say it. And I was like, wow, the audience members are smarter than the writer. And then Kurtzman came in, and he said, yeah, the, the scene did not work. He said, <laughs> right. And it was, it was really interesting. <laughs> it's Kurtzman. Like, and yeah. he, he flat out told him, he said, no, it's dumb. It's, it's, that scene doesn't work. Mm. Because, and two, you're cheapening the whole part at the beginning. He said his, his father's dead, his mother's dead. He needs to grow up. Right. And him showing up at Gwen Stacy's grave is a sm- smack in the face. And the audience is 100% right. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fasc- yeah. fascinating listening to those two guys talk. Chris like, and Orsi are not the best writers in Hollywood, but they are tight. But they I write they really underst- tight scripts. And that, those are the things he's good at is knowing what shit to cut out. And I think you're, I think you're right. I think watching the making of with him and listening to the commentary – I think he came in and he's like, you need to really, really um, focus this story. Right. and uh, Which is not an uncommon thing with, with no. Marvel superheroes and Spider-Man in general. Like, There's a reason why they get a lot of writers on those movies because, and, and this isn't anything about the writers necessarily, but there is a bad habit with those movies for early scripts to have way too much nonsense in them yeah. and not enough focus. Frank and, Miller. And what and what the cool thing <laughs> I learned too <laughs> about Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone is they improvise a lot of their like date scenes and stuff. That would make a lot of sense because they are adorable. And the part where Emma Stone chimed in that when they break up that Peter had too much power and she came up with a line, "I break up with you." And that was her little bit and mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty cool. It's a really good line. That they let them do that and uh, I love Amazing Spider-Man too. Fuck the haters. They just don't understand. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> and fuck you too. This week we went hey, saw. Sorry, one more thing yeah. I forgot to mention. I um got a hold of this documentary about the Ninja Turtles called Turtle Power. I saw that. The definitive history of Ninja Turtles. It's fantastic. Is it good? It was yeah. like ten bucks at Target. It is uh, ten bucks at Target. Um, I actually interviewed for it when I was at New York Comic Con. Really? In two thousand nine. They Are didn't. You in the movie? I'm not. Uh-huh. Um. They do have B-roll of the pe- like from people from the con, like towards the end in, in the credits and stuff, and uh, like the second, one of the last chapters of the whole arc that they're doing is a uh, like reaction fan reactions and things, and so there's really only three or four people they actually pulled from that con, um, but I had my Kevin Eastman drawing on my shoulder that I hope they would include in there. They didn't, but mm-hmm. I can understand why because I you're not even in the special features. No. Uh, there aren't any special features. It's just mm. it's just the documentary. Is it but, a long documentary? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Nice. Um, and it's, it says definitive history, and I was hoping they really just tackle the very beginning. They don't get into like the next mutation mm. show or the 2003 show um, or the CGI movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's really just uh, like really really in detail with Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird doing interviews and other people from Mirage Studios. Um, executives from the cartoon show um really in detail of like those two meeting um like kevin eastman found uh pierre laird was drawing for like this college magazine called scat (laughs) and uh some guy left it on a bus and kevin eastman picked it up and like wrote in like hey you know like i really like what you're doing Uh, i'd like to come meet you sometime and that's like if some dude hadn't left that magazine Hmm. on that bus where would we be yeah, Crazy. and then we'd all be going to see Michael Bay's this, Street Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and from there it goes into the into the 
making of the cartoon show and because the cartoon show they made the toys um and then uh in detail in the movie and the what's really frustrating is the turtles movie has like no behind the scenes special features hmm. um oh. i think there's a commentary uh, but it's not even by steve Barron. um but in this documentary there's like outtakes in like in the background that they're playing of like uh like different scenes from the movie that you know you never seen before um and then uh on the cartoon they've got like all the voice actors uh telling about their experience like i never have never seen or heard the guy who does crying before and he's in it um james avery i think it was hmm. uh the guy the voice of shredder he died recently he's in there yeah james avery yeah um uh uh, uh what's her name god damn uh megan fox the girl who played the original uh, April talking about like how she didn't wasn't included. Oh, Michael Ian Black yeah. and wow. Robert Ben Grant played the in the 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 concert thing that they did, the coming yeah. out of the shells tour. Yeah. They're playing like they played like Michelangelo and Raphael on the tour. Like they were in the Holy suits shit. singing and dancing. Are you serious? In that tour. Wow. Like I have the video of that whole thing and like and it's Michael Ian Black Wow. Yeah. I blew hate, my mind. I hate yeah. Music, <laughs> and it wasn't even like in an ironic like, oh, this is a stupid way. It was like that was a job. That was <laughs> their job, yeah, yeah. And originally it was just one gig, and then it took off, and so they traveled the country <laughs> doing those awesome. characters, yeah. Um, so just wow. fascinating stuff. And they even start off the documentary. Um, the guy El- Isaac Elliott Fisher, um, who talked to me, they like staged this like canister falling down through the sewer and then breaking, and like the ooze dripping through this grating. Um, like it was, if it had been a scene in the new movie, I would have been really impressed. Like the level of production quality on this, like hmm. little piece of B-roll to just like introduce the documentary. Hmm. Um, it's pretty awesome. So if you get a chance to pick it up, I say it'll teach you all about the Ninja Turtles up through the first movie. Cool. Yeah. They don't talk about the second or third one really, but, uh, cool. nor should they, when, when they do jump ahead, it's really just about Peter Laird selling the property to Paramount and then. You know, getting and to the new movie. Nothing ever happened from it. <laughs> yeah. No, Paramount never made any movies. Yep. <laughs> no more TV shows. No more I, figures. Uh, I picked up. I was at Carl Coins Cards and Comics. And I picked up Wizard number twelve because Spider Man was on the cover because it was a dollar. I'm like, hey, whatever. I want to read stuff from the '90s, and it had Turtles three. Do you know what the original name of Turtles three was? Turtles in Time. Yeah. yeah. It's called <laughs> Feudal Fable. Feudal Fable. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I was really I prefer that. Yeah. They also talk about, like, in the documentary, they, they flat out say, you know, two wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't the expectations, like, we like the dark one. And um, I forget what they said about three, but um, like, it was stuff Shell like, we're glad Casey's back or something. But <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like, they, like, Peter Laird really loves the first one. Like, he's like, yeah, they nailed what we were going for in the comics hmm. and stuff. And they talk about their dynamic <laughs> of, um, like Kevin Eastman is really good at color and Laird uh, is really good at detail and stuff. And anyway, I'm talking too much about it, <laughs> geeking out yeah, about that's it. Cool. That's fine. That's yeah. cool. That's what we do. We're real nerds, right? Yep. <laughs> this week we went and saw Sin City, a dame to kill for. Zach, should people go see Sin City too? Um, I, if anybody's going in expecting it to capture the magic of the first one, you're just going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, I think that's a given statement. I don't know what it is, but Robert Rodriguez is really making weird movies as of late. 
um, Machete Kills being the like the main offender, and now this one. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I don't know. Like if you've got an afternoon to kill and you've got six bucks in your pocket, go watch it. It's fun. Or a dame to kill. Mm. If you have a dame to kill, probably not worth. No, we should be saving our dames. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, kill, don't kill anyone for a yeah. Don't kill oh. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> James, should people go see Sin City? Uh, no. Um, this, <laughs> I, I, it's better than Machete Kills, but it's lazy as fuck, and I was pretty bored. Um, and I, I don't love the original one, but I still felt like this one was missing any real spark to to get me interested in it. So, no, I wouldn't say so. It had no so. reason for being yeah. in a weird way. Brad, should people go Sin City? Um, I mean, you get to see Ava Green naked for like an hour, so that's nice. Yep. I'm, why wouldn't you want to pay to see that? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 not really. It's it just feels like an extension of the first one, um, without any like shocking elements to it. <laughs> it's like the deleted scenes from the first one. Yeah, it's just yeah. If there was if there were deleted stories from the first one, like this is what they would be. Um, it, they're like all revenge related, so it's very kind of one note. Yeah, Randy. I would probably have to say no. Also, I like it was okay. It was a good two hours, but when I when I got out, I thought it was like a three hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it it just dragged on that long. I'm like, oh my god, it's only ten o'clock. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be. Able, I actually kind of enjoyed the movie. Wow. I had fun watching it. Um, yeah, I can't complain. Uh, it was what it, I thought it was going to be. Uh, my, I would say see it. And uh, here's a trailer. I'll tell you my problems with it after the trailer. Sin City's where you go in with your eyes open, or you don't come out at all. How did I get here? What have I done? You're the only man I ever loved. <laughs> Death is just like life in Sin City. It always wins. You never thought we'd stand a chance against the most powerful man in the state. Maybe I'll go crazy. Crazy sounding pretty good right now. Well, Senator. You got any idea what you're up against? You're up against a Rourke. I'm ready for your worst. Boy, you don't even want to dream about my worst. You just want to kill me. Ava. She betrayed me. Kill him. For power and profit. You've made me a very rich woman. You cannot defeat us. This time they've crossed a fatal line. I need your help. Needs going up against a lot of guns. I'm gonna kill Rourke. Kill me in. Power is a fragile thing. I need them to know the price of defiance. Now, who wants to play? Looks like trouble. Looks like Christmas. You're starting a gang war in a game for professionals.
I'm actually in your camp with this one because like I don't I don't hate it and I would definitely recommend people see it. I just don't in terms of like I don't understand why we really needed a sequel to Sin City. Yeah. It seemed like its own thing already. I, I, my my biggest problem with Sin City is um, my biggest problem with all Frank Miller stuff. I don't think his writing's that good. No. Um, even well, even stuff that. It, I this saw is, RoboCop. This, it was this, good. Uh, this is the, the thing that people are going to get get mad at me for. I don't think did. The Dark Knight, I think oh. it has problems in the, the writing of it. Yeah. Like the character portrayal of it is not bad, but The Dark Knight Returns to me is eh. Right. Like it's his writing. And I could, I always, here's the thing is I always know when his writing comes through. Because he'll say words like whore, slut, like constantly. Yeah. And the yeah. way it's delivered is Frank Miller. And that oh, yeah. stuff always bothers me. It doesn't, me. it's, this is why, I think it's part of why the last one was actually quite a bit better. Um, and I, again, I don't love the first one, but um, if, if memory You serves, respect it enough. I, I just think it's interesting, right? Like there are parts of it I like and parts of it I don't. Um, but if memory serves, that script is actually rewritten by Robert Rodriguez. Um, and so the dialogue in that movie feels like things people would say, mm-hmm. and Mark or uh, Frank Miller doesn't write like the way people talk. He writes like comic books, um, and so there there were a lot of lines, especially lines that Nancy has, where she says things, and I think, why would you say it that way, or why would you even why, say it? I wanted to know how she was able to get words out of her mouth, like I, that. There were moments that, like the like the city, it trenches with my blood, and yeah, like, I just so kept repeating that, just... that thing over See, and over. But to me, that's okay because you know it's, it makes that's, sense for the story. That's but... what the kind of film it is. It's a film noir, and like the, yeah. I think the voiceovers were really good. Oh, the voiceovers! I really I... got in the voiceovers, okay. but the some of the the writing and the dialogue and what they're saying doesn't. It's no, not, I agree. It's There's... not noir. It's 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 it's, clunky. it's what somebody thinks yeah. is noir. It's clunky. Yeah. It's like the goddamn Batman. Like yeah. stuff like that right. just irritates yeah. me because. That's what I think of when I think of Frank Miller. His ideas are cool. I do like The Dark Knight Returns. But again, when I read it and I read his all-star Batman and Rob and I read his Daredevil run or he did some Spider-Man stuff, his voice isn't unique enough for each character. Each character kind of has a similar tone and beat to him. Um, To me, even though, yeah, I mean, we can joke and say she was naked for 45 minutes. But, I mean, I think Ava Green was the best part of this movie. Just like 300 and just like Dark Shadows is I think she has a great presence on the screen. And I, I love the scene where uh, Christopher Maloney is calling her. I think his name's Mort. And she's like, finally, and she's trying to use her sexuality to get men to do what she wants. And then how she's playing him, I think, is, is a really fascinating story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, there were parts of it that, of that story that were okay, but it it, it felt... Fairly, I don't know, predictable to me. Like I, I just sort of, yeah, you know, I, I, I never found that character to be very deep or interesting. Uh, like to, to me, the best part of the movie, and it's not because I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt so much, but I do. Um, but his story to me was the best one because the way it, you know, and we're gonna get into spoilers the here. It, the way it resolves oh, yeah. leaves you thinking about it, right? Like it leaves you to this point where, like, did he succeed? Did he not succeed? You know, who it's really more, wins in this situation? It's more in keeping with Sin City 1 exactly. than Sin City 2 ever does. It's That's the only point in the film in which there's even a remnant of something true to noir. Well, no, that, yeah, see, just, what's, what works well is because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, every time I see him lately, he just keeps on changing himself. Yeah. And oh, in this movie, yeah. 
he plays a, a character where you're not sure what his end game really is. Right. And his little speech he gives after he beats him uh, is amazing. Right. Where he's saying he he probably improvised it because there's no way Frank Miller wrote this. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, he, yeah. You know, he's saying, you know what? I don't. He's basically he knows he's going to die. Right. right. And he knows he's going to be killed. And he says, it doesn't matter because all these guys know that I beat you twice. I'm the better man than you. And after he gets shot by Powers Booth, you do see the looks on people's faces saying, this guy's, uh, you know, not cool. And uh, yeah. And that's what I think what made Nancy's stories pay off not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Because, yeah, because I, I liked, like, I loved, the, I did really love the Ava Green story. I really did. Right. Um, and I love Joseph Gordon Levitt's. And I liked the beginning of Nancy's story. But when Marv gets in there and he kills everybody and she kills everybody and she finally gets into Powers Boo thing, he has like the Bond villain moment where he's going to sit there and talk. And I kept on yeah. waiting for her to like grab something out of her side and throw it in him and make it. Or Marv to jump in. Exactly. And yeah. make it as super violent as Miho when she's killing all the guards around um, Ava. Ava's. Oh, that's her name in the movie yeah. Yeah. too. <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. But they even cut away. You don't even see her kill him. Yeah. yeah. So it, to me, it's this huge setup because, and he has time to shoot her back. Yeah, he doesn't. It's so weird, and it's yeah. really 1960s Bond and, villainy where he's it, gonna. It's it's Sin City. Like I would have sooner expected like him to shoot her a bunch of times and it'd be really bloody, and she somehow pushes through and still kills him. Yeah. Like has this big, you know, it, that's really what to me is missing from this movie is that. Um, this is this is a pretty straightforward like here's a couple revenge moves see like stories and there's not anything really like bizarre or whack like there is no you know green man mm-hmm. there is no uh like bizarre jail sequence there's no tar pits there's no like, the Wood. disembodied yeah. there's no elijah wood mm-hmm. there's no the disembodied head of dead benicio del toro like the really yeah. weird shit that like un- was unsettling and bizarre and kind of fresh about the first one and i will it's just not here i will say this too about this movie is every time they showed that yellow bastard people in my my audience laughed <laughs> because it's so out of place you're right because yeah. the rest of it's the rest is just this crime noir movie, and it yeah, and then like the weirdest, the, and then they're trying to rely on the fact that people still remember this movie from nine years ago. Yeah, which right. I mean, I love Sin City, but it's not as memorable a film as other films that have come out within the past couple of uh, within the past ten years. Yeah. yeah, like one of the weird grotesque things was just the uh, uh, Minute's eyeball in yeah. Dwight's right. face. Yeah, <laughs> which is just this weird setup for the last one anyway. Like, yeah, and because that know, character's in the last movie. You know, so it's just like why yeah, well, it's, it's a it's a pre- part of its prequel part of it's yeah, not. Um, but too the, yeah that's that's the only thing too in the the Ava story that I wasn't that I really didn't get is so he went and saw Manute at the hospital. And then he shows up with longer hair and doesn't think people are going to know who he is. Yeah. Well, he had on, like, they had put him in makeup that made him look different so that it, at certain glances you didn't quite tell it was him. But uh, it, it, it always looked like Josh Brolin to me. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, it wasn't enough to make you feel like it, it, it should have, they should have done it well enough that it was actually convincing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, which at first, like, when he first steps off the train, the shot were far enough away that I was like, is that, is that like Josh 
Roland playing somebody else? <laughs> like, like Does I this sort character of knew, have a brother? But like, yeah. exa- exactly. I was thinking more like, is it an evil twin that we don't <laughs> yeah. like? You know, this is gonna go some weird Sin City way, where like, oh, it's an evil twin that we found, and he's got a green dick. Like, I thought something <laughs> was gonna happen, and none of that happened. It was just like, no, man. no. Frank Miller's not that smart, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like it was just like, oh, it's, it's the same guy. How old is Frank Miller? He looks horrible. Well, he's, he was in the movie. Yeah, that's twice. What I'm he's, he's seventy, seventy-five by Jim Bean years. Or <laughs> uh, so what, wasn't wasn't his character um, in the first movie Josh, Josh Brolin? Brolin? Yeah, is it, is playing, that the same? Like, isn't that the same? I can't even Clive, Owen, Clive Owen story. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he Clive Owen's character? If that's, if that's so, why because they the recast chin. they recast like half. The, I mean, one of them is dead, but like mm-hmm. you know, um, Devin Aoki's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it. Well, yeah, right, now I gotta look uh, it up. What's his name? Minute changed because what's his name died, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark right. Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess because I mean that makes sense. The, wouldn't, wouldn't they just have because there is that Clive scene, Owen like, come do the second half? Because well, yeah. that's that's I I mean surely I still didn't get the why he wasn't guys have read like, there's the books, no reason right? why they couldn't just have him yeah. now that now his hair makes more sense now too because right. that's Clive Owen's hair in the yeah. first right. one yeah uh-huh. yeah like the, the <laughs> yeah, whole thing with, with uh, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the same guy it's it is just, the same guy like the, I kept asking the problem the I had with this movie was that it they make a like reference to 85% of it was a prequel to the other movie these were mm-hmm. all the other characters being built up before the first movie it yeah. totally is yeah so I they th- should have gotten fucking Clive Owen to like, show up off the train that's what I didn't understand holy shit that would have been the, brilliant the funny, it just gave him an elongated chin and a little bit of hair and I'm like, but the voice doesn't sound anything like yeah. it, and, and so I think that, I think it was. I think and then they could have kill for was first, and then that yellow bastard was after. Yeah, I think, yeah and then they wise. and then yeah. they could have gotten Britain, Mur- Brittany Murphy to show up, and mm-hmm. like it would all tie back in. Because yeah, she's like, lost a lot of weight, right? Because I, I the 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 chair also, scene Brittany where Murphy's he gets dead. stabbed in the back. I, I remember that I one more often <laughs> than not. Like I guess that's why she didn't move around that much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Basketball joke? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it just... <sighs> no, I still had fun in the movie. I, I mean, I still had fun watching it, and I think it was, it was good. The, 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 what the about visual, Miho's uh, the decapitations? Visual, the visual element didn't, <laughs> didn't feel like... I, I don't know what it is, but I think I said this before about Machete Kills. The special effects in Robert Rodriguez movies are starting to suck like movie by movie by movie. That's like it, it, in Machete it works. In Machete Kills it doesn't even work. And in Sin City, I don't know. I just I I I felt like I was watching something that could have been made for five bucks. There which was is a- fine. That's the whole Rebel Rebel Without a Crew thing he does. But he can do a little bit better. There, like it it very rarely felt like it wasn't just treading the same ground as the last one. There's one shot that I thought is was just awesome, which is the when we first see Powers Booth and it's that pullback shot and we go over the um, all, all of the chips and the chips basically look like a skyline. Right. That shot is awesome. That was probably right. Frank Miller's. I doubt it. Um, I, I, was, no, I, was, I was watching like, what do you think he directed in this? I don't know. I'd li- I, I was telling Steve at the Alamo beforehand, I was like, I would love it if this movie, like... In the bottom right hand corner, they just told you at all times who directed this sequence of the movie. Because <laughs> right. my anticipation was that I was going to like the sequences that Robert Rodriguez clearly did, but think they were a little over the top, and then think that the Frank Miller ones were kind of shitty. Um, but in this case, I think because the Dame to Kill for story is so overbearing on everything else, like 
it's really only that one story, which is one of the things I don't like as much about this one. Um, that I, it's really hard to tell where, where, where it, Frank Miller. That's ends why I think it was just Robert Rodriguez because in the first one I knew when it was Tarantino, I knew it when it was Rodriguez, and yeah. I knew when it was Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, because Frank Miller would do the more of the mundane stuff, yeah. where Rodriguez does the over-the-top action. Well, but right. he also credits them as, like, one thing. Yeah. Um, so it may just be that, like, Frank Miller was always on set, and he was That's like, what I, I think, think it is. Cool. I think it's just because... Like, I think he gives them director credit. I, I'm probably wrong, but I think he does it because he borrows so heavily from the book yeah. that he uses, you know, panels from the book are actually his storyboards for the movie. So maybe that's why he gives him director's credit yeah. or something. I, I I also think he does it because he really liked Frank Miller as a kid. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen Frank Miller's The Spirit, so I don't know how. You're not missing anything. <laughs> I don't know how good of a director he is. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Don't. I mean, I've never seen it. It, it, was, it just, wasn't horrible. It wasn't terrible. I didn't know but anything about The Spirit, so to me it was an entire It doesn't look like The Spirit, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely not Will Eisner. I'm sure. Um, yeah, Will Eisner <laughs> has nothing to do with that movie. Um, but the, I, I just feel like Robert Rodriguez is, is either really bored or really doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, like this just doesn't feel, this is not El Mariachi or Desperate. Like this is not those cool movies that, this is even, even like if you didn't love, <laughs> like were, were fun. This isn't even Best the Dawn faculty. Was funny. This isn't even. Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that same guy. Right. This is like, I mean, like, I, I'm sorry, but this man used to be until. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, but everything since Planet Terror, mm-hmm. like, I mean, Machete Kills is basically just more of that. Or Machete, I mean. Um, but, you know, Machete we're, we're fun, forgetting though. that he has made, like, shorts since then. That's like, one of his kids' movies. I don't I don't hold that against him. That's one of his kids' movies. Like, that's like everybody makes a movie for Can you kid. draw the line more? Alexa Vega is in this movie that we've seen tonight. Yeah, we, we saw her in one scene. Yep. <laughs> One scene doing that creepy thing that we were talking about a couple episodes ago. Like Woody, it's it's Robert Rodriguez has a weird Woody Allen fascination with Alexa Vega. Yeah, <laughs> I put you in a movie when you were a little kid. Now you're sexy and 22. Yeah, uh, dance for weird. me. I like I love the movie for what it is. Like it was fun watching a black and white movie in the theater. That was fun. That was fun. He doesn't play with scared the... the shit out of a lot of young people. I don't think he plays with the colors as much in this one either. Uh, other than uh, Eva's, uh, Eva's eyes. eyes, yeah, yeah, which which that was after a while kind of got annoying for me. No, but see, it wasn't that yeah. subtle. That's when she's being the conniving woman, right? Yeah, when all of her, her eyes turn gold because yeah, right. she's only yeah. concerned yeah. about money, and yeah, yeah, it just wasn't subtle. It was uh, no. the movie you guys should have saw this weekend was uh, the Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah, because the Monster Squad's awesome because it's written by Shane Black. I don't know if anybody knows this and. Uh, it's really funny and really violent for a kids movie, and it was made in the '80s. So the kids, uh, at the beginning, the kids are in the principal's office, and they're in there because they keep on drawing monsters in their science class. And the principal walks by them and, like, you know, pats them on the back, and he says, "You know what I think's cool? I think science is cool." <laughs> and so, as as they're, as they're leaving, the kids are saying, "Oh man, you see him get all homo on me? Like, I, I smell like forty year old dude." And they call each other fags and stuff. And oh yeah, um, oh the good old days. This, this movie's pretty violent for a PG thirteen movie. Oh god, yes. Um, I'd recommend everybody see the Monster Squad if you like eighties kid movies with cussing and monsters. And the monsters look great. The 
the Gilman and it designed the Gilman designed by Stan Winston is maybe one of the coolest creatures ever. Hmm. Um, Ryan, it, there's just one thing I want to ask you: Are sure. you in the club? In the club? Are you in the goddamn club? Uh, is there <laughs> is there a chick undressing across the way that I can yes. take pictures of? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so awesome. Because there's also this dude named Rudy in it, and he's, he's in junior high. Rudy but, is Rudy but, is Rudy doesn't belong with those kids. No, he smokes, <laughs> drinks. There's a scene where they're they're talking to. Uh, the kid's sister that Rudy's taking pictures of because they need a virgin to recite this passage in German to send all the monsters away. Clearly. And so this 13-year-old, 14-year-old boy is drinking a beer. And uh, <laughs> and one of my favorite setups in the whole movie is, so she says she's a virgin and they're in the town square and they're trying to get all the monsters to be sucked into this vortex. And uh, she says it and nothing happens. And the kid says, wait a minute, are you really a virgin? She said, Oh yeah, well, I mean Steve, but he doesn't count. And doesn't the little, count. The little boy goes, doesn't count. It's <laughs> freaking great. Uh, my fa- my favorite line in that movie still to this day is, "My name is Horace." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. Um, cool. Yep. So cool. we should go see the Monster Squad. Available on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, yeah, the Blu-ray though has no <laughs> special features at all. Do you have the VHS, Randy? No, I have it on DVD. Oh wow. I, I technically have it on VHS, but that's because I recorded it off a of TV. That counts. It was it was one of those movies that like I, it was never out anywhere, so I recorded it and watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> and then yeah. when it came out, what recently was twenty fifth anniversary yeah, or something? Like that. Yeah, yeah, that big old that big yeah. party pack edition. Oh, yeah, yeah I bought that. I have one. it sitting on my shelf. Yeah, that I forgot to bring to have it signed by the Aww. actor. You know, what? but I got something better that you'll hear before the this episode. But you already heard. Uh, did he? Nice. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Cool. So next week, sorry guys, I start my sabbatical. Somehow you'll have to survive without me with no good movie coming out next week. Yeah, seriously. Like you picked <laughs> the per- I I think you got your wife pregnant on like just <laughs> on purpose at that time. I know. So it's, that it's my birthday perfect, next Friday, so that'll be my, that'll be my gift to me. <laughs> I don't have to watch November Man in August. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What oh, kind man. of horrors have you stumbled upon me? <laughs> oh, um, I would recommend you guys to go see Boyhood. That's what we're going to... I think that's what we're going to be doing. Okay. I'm going to lead... The, I'm going to shepherd I these like, boys down a different path for like, the next month. I like Link Lighter. Me too. Yeah. But, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. I'll tweet and call you a fags. Sweet. Do you think I'll need to issue an apology like Gary Oldman? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, no, he's dead. Gary Oldman? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> oh, not Gary Oldman. Sorry. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking Gary Coleman. <laughs> it's really late and I'm tired. In this Playboy interview, he said Jews, cunts, and fags, and he only had to issue, uh, issue apology to Jews. Weird, right? Well, you know, the cunts deserved it. Yeah, right. And, and apparently, so do the facts. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know what his problems are with cigarettes. I know, right? <laughs> hey. Get it? Gay cause... people are okay. Okay. But not great. They're just okay? What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Why can't they go to your church? Thank you for listening oh, to Real oh, Nerds oh, Podcast. Oh, oh. Uh, they, been, uh, they can, by the way. But this anyway. Is, this, is, this has been the episode where Ryan goes bananas and we have to put him in a little straitjacket. Yep. Nice. This is so, why he needs four weeks off. Um, yeah. I'll be taking some time off. If you're a fan of the show, you know when I'll be back. Look ahead in the movie schedule, find the movie, and then uh, tweet us and let me know if you guessed right. You, go to Open Screen Night, August 26th. Listen to... Uh, John of Trade, what's it? I forgot. John, John of, of all, John trades all trades with me and Brad. 
were really great on it. Where well, I call where I call Brad, Brad a jaded movie goer, and we we have a fight. Somehow his balls end up in my mouth. I don't know how. This what the? the I know, man. I was the only yeah. one that didn't like Transformers 4. I heard that episode again, and I'm just like, I still can't believe you didn't like just just go with it. <laughs> the dinosaur uh, robot that I We had three movies to prepare ourselves for what that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind the third one. But the fourth one was a piece of dog the, shit. I like the third one more than the fourth one, it too. It was a Thanks, piece Ryan. of Dinobot shit. See what I started, Brad? <laughs> dun, dun, cool. Well... Yeah. <laughs> Only. All right. Ryan, we're going to miss you. Uh, I'll miss you guys, too. Thank you for keeping Real Nerds going while I'm gone. Uh, I was glad nope. I was here to, to experience the I'm glad the you're here, too, moment. Thank Randy. you. Um, thanks. Yeah, always welcome. Yeah. Um, Don't worry, Randy. We'll have you on while I'm, while I'm hosting. Yeah. Yes. While I'm in control of the shit. I'm all about <laughs> it, man. I love this I stuff. I don't know that we promised you full control. <laughs> oh. uh, you, you, you do what these guys say, <laughs> oh. Eastman. You got to haze them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Stuff. Yeah, let's turn off this stuff. Let's say it. We, we haze Zach. Ass is paddle ready, boys. <laughs> and how do you haze somebody on Real Nerds Podcast? Force it to watch to Wombly. Hey! <laughs> Bye, you guys. monsters. Oh. You horrible monsters. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.